0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Binge List and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming with your host, Shannon Holiday and me, Letitia Thomas.
1: Hello and welcome back to the last episode of 2023 of Binge, and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming. I'm your host, Shannon Holiday, and I'm joined once again with Letitia Thomas. How are you today, Tish?
0: I'm good. It's a weird, bittersweet feeling to realize that we're like at the end.
1: Yeah. Like we made it a we whole season. It. We did a whole one season, 33 episodes. We didn't think we'd get here when we started this at the start of the year.
0: Yeah, I had no idea that it was going to get this far. Not no. in a, Not in a negative, negative but way, just, but
1: full tilt commitment. We went for we it. We
0: did. We watched did. a lot.
1: We had a huge year of um, consuming films and TV. And I'm actually a little, I'm glad that we did it because it definitely opened me up to a lot of different genres and stuff that I hadn't kind of been exposed to as much before. And I've definitely expanded my knowledge on film.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. And I watched stuff that I wouldn't have watched. Um <laughs> Like, all the Mission Impossible films. Well, yeah. I say all. It was, like...
1: Most of them. Yeah, a I think lot. I you missed, like, one or two. But one or two
0: in a week. Um,
1: yeah, there was a few cram sessions weeks there yeah. that we had.
0: And, like, thank you all for listening yeah. to us all year. If you've stuck around or if you're new or whatever, I'd like, thank you.
1: I think that's the biggest surprise Not, for yeah. me is, is the fact that we have had committing listeners every each and every week i think when we set this up i was like look i want to do it i don't expect anything to come about it and probably wouldn't have probably kept going if we only had like less than 10 listeners per week but the fact that it's well over that um it kind of makes me want to commit you know each and every week come back and do it again and that it's actually making a difference like people are actually listening to our opinions yeah it's It's, crazy
0: um a couple people from my workplace started listening in the last week or two and like into it. And I'm like, oh thanks.
1: It's fantastic, right? Thanks but also like it's like this to me weird outside
0: like- <laughs> of what we're paid to talk to each other for. It's, it's like crazy. a weird
1: quasi fame. Like not fame, but you know what I mean? Like people will come up to you and talk to you like you've already had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. And that's
0: what's weird because I think you and I were very open with each other. Yeah. And then we forget that other people
1: have are listening to this.
0: Uh like <laughs> privy to conversations we would just never have with them no I that's know that's what's weird
1: this is this can go literally out to anyone and if they listen they can, they it's can be like, exposed to our real life it's like life this week life.
0: and I'll keep it out of it but we both discovered that we had a similar teen crush that we never told anyone about until like yeah. two days ago it was two
1: days ago when it came up in conversation we we're talking about a particular tv show from the 90s Australian and I just mentioned I was like I was kind of ashamed because I was quite attracted to the lead actress and then you went
0: this one. Yeah. And you went, yeah. yeah
1: and you were like, yeah, yep. kind of the same. <laughs> I haven't
0: <laughs> never, told anyone. Yeah. Uh, but we can we can guess that one. We're not going to. No. Some secrets need to be it's kept for us. It's
1: So, 90s. It kind of narrows it down Figure a little it out. bit. You yep. can work it out. Uh, yeah. So, it's been a blast of a year, to be honest with you. And I actually am really looking forward to coming back next year after the break, which will give us a lot more time to pre-plan and watch things in advance. I think the biggest part of taking away from the first season is plan ahead definitely, oh, definitely. plan ahead If <laughs> you're going to do a podcast plan more than one week in advance because yeah there's a lot of homework to do otherwise and i
0: think that's sort of what happened because we talked about this a lot before we actually got started and then we sort of got started very quickly once yeah. it all started happening and then yeah we just didn't have that time to go okay no. let's get ourselves ahead of the game we were kind of always just we're like we always
1: playing catch up
0: oh we're going to go another week sure oh, people are listening okay like and it was yeah. it was
1: it was that times ten when you were away uh, as well for about a month because uh not only did I have to plan ahead I had to plan who with and not much time yeah so. I'm sorry
0: but also surprisingly the plan the the trip was nearly planned more than but like, prior to the podcast starting. I know we never wild. did anything
1: about it. Um, But I Do "Do you want to
0: start this? I went, yeah, but it will be gone for a month. And you went, that's fine. We'll figure it out. It's
1: down later in the year. And then we got to later in the year and we didn't really have anything planned. Although we kind of did, but it was nothing concrete. And then I had to kind of actually organize with those special guests. I was like, oh, your week's this week. This is your topic. Please help. (laughs) (laughs) And they all did. They all did. And I was really thankful for everyone that kind of uh, came on a special guest during the year of 2023. It wouldn't have operated nearly as well as it did without those people helping out for those probably three or four weeks and obviously the one I did by myself.
0: Yeah, thanks to everyone who sort of helped when I was away. Um, it was good and it was fun to listen to overseas. Yeah. In various parts, barely listening. At one point um, my headphones wouldn't connect to my like cheap phone, I thought they were. So definitely everyone on a train was hearing <laughs> you talk about lost it might have been was it the
1: lost episode where oh, i was just ranking? i don't
0: think it was a lost one there was
1: potentially I, andy's one where it was um the rock
0: it could have been it could have been that one it as was well. something and like we we're in italy so i don't know i hope they didn't know english for their sake <laughs> um no comprende just because it would be very confusing <laughs> and annoying and at the end i was like oh n- oh no
1: yeah oh it's coming through that oh, the whole time
0: sorry to everyone Uh look people
1: do that on trains all the time and you're just like whatever You just move on. It's got
0: your Australian
2: like and this is about The Rock or whatever it was. Yeah, it was funny.
1: Um, It was good having those special guests on because I think me and you obviously bounce off each other really well. We have this unspoken thing where we kind of know when we need to move on to the next topic and it, it comes naturally between us. So having people that aren't fresh on the podcast, it was really good for an experience for me to kind of, you know, kind of like kind of lead them that way and they were really adaptive to it as well. It was really great to kind of see them kind of, kind of learn that straight away off the bat that we kind of do and move into the next thing, divert into the next topic, you know, because you kind of lead conversations knowing full well what's coming up next. Like it, it's not all the time, but it's pretty natural between you and me. Um, I think every special guest kind of nailed it as well. I think we had some really, really good episodes out of them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got so right now. Yeah, that's
1: pretty much everything for. Uh, we'll say that and we'll wrap up at the end. But I think we should get into our very last, what we've been watching this I week. so. Do you want to go first? I will go first because I've got a couple. Um, and as we worked out, considering this week is kind of not a week that we've had to catch up on anything or kind of have a topic because it's all prior stuff we've watched before, we watched a lot of things this week on our own accord just because we wanted to.
0: Yeah, are like, whoa. Whoa, hang on. Hang on.
1: I don't have to sit down and watch like three certain directors' movies this week. I can just pick Three.
0: Three is like a dream week.
1: I know. That's a light week. Let's not talk about Martin (laughs) again. I need a break from that. That was so hard. That was a a huge week that week. Um, Anyway. Thankful, but obviously, yeah. But so this week I started off with, I think it was at the back end of um, the weekend last week. I ended up watching Closer from 2004, starring Julia Roberts, Jude Law, Natalie Portman, Clive Owen, is written by Patrick Marber and is originally written by Patrick Marber because it is a stage play as well that's adapted to the screen. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's directed by Mike Nichols. So, yeah. Do you know what this one's roughly about?
0: I don't, but I do know Mike Nichols. Yes. Um, yeah, he's come up a lot recently yeah. in stuff I've been
2: looking at.
1: He's done a bunch of other things mm. that you go, oh, I know that film and that one. Um, so, basically, the. Very basic premise is two couples disintegrate when they begin destructive, adulterous affairs with each other. So this definitely plays out like a play on screen. Most scenes only play out with two people on screen, Uh, even though someone else will be, like, in the background. You know, if it was a stage play, they wouldn't probably be there. Um, Jude Law meets um, Natalie Portman's character at the start. They're all, like, fresh in love, and it, like, skips ahead, like... A little bit, and he meets Julia Roberts, and then wants the same thing again. They're all like, kind of like bad people at the same time because they're just, they kind of they're just very destructive personalities, and it kind of does a thing where it time skips every kind of whatsoever, and it just kind of showcases, like it's kind of like you always want what you can't have type situation with all four of them. Um, and it kind of showcases what they're willing to do to try and get something, and like they'll they'll hurt someone else, um, because of it. Uh, the two male leads, which is Clive Owen and Drew Law, they play they're very similar, but they play out what they do very different to each other. So like, uh, Drew Law will try and hide everything he's doing from the other partner, whereas. Clive Owen's like pretty upfront with what kind of person he is. He's like, yeah, you're like, I'm into like, you know, pretty pretty full on things Um, and kind of tells uh, Julia Roberts because they're together in in the movie kind of what he wants and and he's like, I'm just very transparent with you because I love you and I just want to let you know what I'm like and Jude Law's very much like hide in the shadows kind of like just to get what he wants kind of thing and the girls kind of do a similar thing as well. Yeah, it's a really like a power play movie. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. If you check this out, you'll love it, I reckon. It is really, really good. Um, just be prepared that it it plays out like a play as well. I love like, a lot of those movies though. Yeah. I'm
0: yeah, I just think they they're able to do character very well in a way mm-hmm. that like a lot of other films don't. And it's great to watch. It's sort of like Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Which
1: I think it's the same director. Is it? I have a feeling Mike Nichols no, 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 no. or Patrick Marber might have written, might have done. Yeah. One of them is involved with that.
0: Um, um, yeah, no. Mike Nichols' big one was um postcards from the edge, which yes. is the Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one with yeah. Streep and Shelley McLean.
1: Yeah, which was big as well. Yeah, it's
0: one of my favorite films.
1: Um, yeah, one of them is involved with Virginia Wolf as well. I did read that somewhere when I was looking into this. Um, I will kind of put a little note on this movie as well. It's very sexually explicit, not like in terms of like graphic nudity or anything, but like the words or like the dialogue they use is very sexually charged or sexually driven dialogue, which I, kind of, I think elevates the movie in terms of like what they're dealing with. But just be prepared if you're going to go watch this in front of like your grandma or something, yeah. I probably would be ready for that kind of like dialogue.
0: Yeah, fair. That's, yeah, that's it. a good one. Yeah,
1: just a heads up on that one. Um, yeah, it's not for everyone. No, with grandma, of- not with kids. Exactly <laughs> yep. that, yeah. I would just watch it by yourself in your own just to take it in. But it's a really good film. I really, really definitely recommend Closer 2004.
0: I've heard about it a lot, mm. but yeah, I was a kid, so it definitely wasn't No, you it wouldn't then. have
1: been able to watch it then. <laughs> no. So, yeah.
0: Um, so, my first one this week, I went and did my homework like I promised, and I finally sat down and watched Talk to Me um, from this year, um, starring Ari McCarthy, Hamish Phillips, Sarah Brokenshaw, Sophie Wilde, Marcus Johnson, Zoe Trackers. Joe Bird and Reno Otto. And it's directed by Danny and Michael Philippo, who are the Raka Raka brothers, if you guys remember that from YouTube. YouTube two thousands, They were just idiots who like yeah. jumped through like glass windows and just stuff. Prank YouTube. And now they're like
1: pedigree directors. Pedigree directors.
0: <laughs> it's it's wild it's to strange. see the trajectory. Yeah. And it was written by Danny, um, Bill Heinzman and Daley Pearson, who's a guy that was known for a lot of kids' animation, quite similar and in the same studio as like Bluey.
1: Just how they came up with talk to me is bizarre. So it's
0: wild to me. And I love it so much. Just how you can get stuff like that out of people that are so unexpected. Yeah. And I love seeing it. I love seeing that people give these people a go. Because they mm. go, you have talent in a completely different area, but mm-hmm. often it's transferable. And then they, yeah, they made talk to me, which is like.
1: Insanely good. Insanely good. Yeah. I love, I love just the the actual whole thing. it's just the fact that like the metaphor is, it's not. So much on the nose, but mm-hmm. it's there and you're like, yeah, it's like obviously the, the risks you take with addiction uh, and grief as well. And, um, you know, the bargaining power that you wish you had with certain types of grief, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think I was watching a couple of interviews and stuff and I love the parts of Australia that they show in this because you don't see it often in big films that are just suburban mm. Australia, it's you never see. It. It's usually everyday like everyday
1: Australia teenagers, yeah, yep. really like
0: out there like bush or they city. like even. city, but this is just like what just it is town. to be a yeah. teenager in Australia. Yeah, um, doing dumb shit. Yeah, that has consequences. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. And it yeah. was just
0: scary in a very different way. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, it's not a it's not a horror film in terms of like your jump scares and that. It's it's the dread that comes with. Mm-hmm the repercussions of their actions.
0: And it's getting a sequel.
1: Yeah, it is. They're it is already a working sequel.
0: on it. Yep. I'm excited to see it.
1: Got greenlit pretty quickly because it was very successful.
0: Yeah. One of A24's biggest, which is.
1: That's insane. A24 insane. has some pretty huge films.
0: And this tiny little film from Australia has that could have disappeared very easily like most do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just got
0: on a world stage. Yep. Yeah. And I'm glad because like a lot of the cast as well, like I've heard people say like, oh, they're, they're like newcomers and stuff. And, I've seen a lot of them in a lot of things.
1: Yeah. They're newcomers to the world, to stage, the world stage, yeah. Uh, but they've done plenty of stuff in the Australian kind of uh, industry before. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that they'll probably be elevated as well. They'll probably be pushed into other, th- you know, new projects and stuff on the world stage, which will be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just
0: selfishly, am like really proud of this one. And yeah. Just, right. Like, love seeing I, it. I picked
1: like, it up. I bought it because I was like, this is a fantastic Australian film. I want to support it. Like, knowing full well it was going to Netflix, I think, in a week and a half's time. Yeah, anyway, I bought it and I then watched it, up, it on Netflix anyway. Because I was like, I don't care. I want to have it because it's a great film. So Yeah, that
0: was my first one this week.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll move into my second one now. Uh, definitely in terms of, um, like, film quality, we're going to take a bit of a nosedive. So I ended up watching Office Uprising from 2018 starring Brenton Thwaites, who's an Aussie boy. Cairns boy. Cairns boy. Uh, Jane Levy, Karen Sony, Zachary Levi- Ian Harding, Kurt Fuller and Alan Richardson. Uh, this is written by Ian Shaw and Peter Gamble and directed by Lynn Owending. So a few kind of big names in there in this film as well. Like you'll know Zachary Levi mm-hmm. from Shazam and stuff like that. He's huge for that. Jane Levi has been in a bunch of the different things I've seen on Netflix um, throughout the years. Um, Karen Sony is the uh, he's like the offsider in the Deadpool movies. Who's the taxi driver? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff as well. Um, so it's got some. Na- so I like I saw it as I was flicking through, and it's a it's it's one of those movies. It's. It's like a zombie office film. So they've done a bunch of these throughout the, the past couple of years. Um, there was that one. Uh, it's called Mayhem, and it had Samara Weaving in it um, and Stephen.
0: I watched that. Uh,
1: that for, was when
0: we got into Samara Weaving's yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah you were like, we You got to watch these ones.
1: So yeah. Mayhem, very similar to that. Um, so that's why I watched it. I was like, oh, could it, it, it'll be like that? Uh, it's it is very similar, but probably still a pedigree down from there. So. Um, there is a compound of an arms manufacturer turns into a zombie nightmare when its workers are given the wrong formula of energy drink. <laughs> so it's very silly, very much on the nose and yeah, it's just it, it's just if you want like something you don't need to think about for 90 minutes because it's pretty pretty like short in terms of time frame. Um, and you like some of those actors in it, don't expect great CGI at all. Um, just a bit of fun. It is not high-quality cinema, but it's something to pass the time if you've got nothing else. You know, sometimes you flip yeah. through your Amazons and your Netflix and you literally can't pick something because you're, like, spending 20 minutes going, I don't know what I want.
0: You need to just dissociate from reality. Yeah, yeah you want something with to no distract stakes. you,
1: but you don't want to commit to anything that might be actually pretty good and you haven't got the right frame of mind. Office Uprising might be the one for you because it is something to pass the time with and it's not, like, it's not offensively bad in any way. Like, I did enjoy myself. I just knew it wasn't, like, a well-made film yeah. or have the money probably backing it enough to kind of, like, do the things that he's do. Like, at the end, of the, movie, the end of the movie, they're kind of, like, battling Zachary Levi like, the villain in it, basically. He's, like, trying to be the leader of the zombies because they've got, like, enough consciousness to know what they want still. So he's in, he's in this, like, mech suit just trying to come out and they've got all... Because they're in an arms kind of manufacturer, so it's, in like, a, <laughs> a military kind of office building they got all these, like, old mines that they find and they're trying to, like, get out so they leave them on the floor and that they don't go off for some unknown reason. I'm like, well, yeah, probably because you didn't have enough money to, like, actually have an explosion happen and, yeah. So there's little things like that and so I was like, oh, obviously this is a pretty small budgeted film. So just enjoy it for what it is. That's
0: weird. Cause you just reminded me of my first year uni. I think we shot a scene from it. We shot something from it. Yeah. And it was this kind of office... Party. Someone had a bomb. I don't know. Yeah, office uprising. But I couldn't tell you what Were happened. Were you on didn't. the
1: film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just reminded and it's the me. Same I was like, type hang on. Thing. I forgot yeah. that we. Like, oh, flash. I don't know what
0: happened to it. I don't. Did it come out? I think it was just a scene. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was a short film.
1: You should find out what you've worked on.
0: Oh, it was like a project. Like uh, it didn't okay. actually like get screened or finished. It was oh, just okay. like a. This is an assessment piece. Yeah, type yeah. project.
1: I remember. This is back when I think I first moved to Brisbane. So I'm looking at like 2010, 2009. I remember the, I don't know, you're probably too young for this. There was a show and they were really trying to promote it in Australia as if it's the Australian skins. It was, oh, I know this. It was one. called Slide. Yeah. And watched that's parts how I of Slide. know Brendan Thwaite, Thwaites Thwaite. from. Um, Because before he made it in Hollywood and obviously moved yep. over there and did a f- bunch of f- films, he was in this. Mm-hmm show slide and because it was filmed in Brisbane, because yep. it, w- it, it was all done around around this area here, it was just promoted throughout the entire city. Like it had like posters up throughout the whole city, across bridges and that for a slide and all that. So it was they were trying to make it this massive here's thing. A, here's
0: a weird part of that. Yeah. So they were doing like multi-platform stuff and mm. I know all of this because mm. Nathan, the guy that runs the company that made it, did a talk in uni. Mm. I've worked with him on a different I would love to
1: sh- talk to him about what happened to the show. Because I,
0: it just fizzled out. That's my point. Um, like, it
1: could have been something. It wasn't terrible. And it, was it definitely wasn't a level of sli- uh, skins. The multi
0: platform idea where you could have stuff here, stuff online, yeah. stuff games, which is what that was That's doing. That's what Lost did. It was very before. new. Yeah. yeah and
1: Lost it. And it was about the same time. He,
0: did he do stuff on Lost?
1: I don't know. You'd have to They're, ask him.
0: I'll have to Google it. Yeah. But their company was doing a lot in America on yeah. the side projects. Right, okay. So the lost kind of side, like yeah, online the, content. Yeah, we had
1: like lost games and stuff. Yeah,
0: he was about. doing a lot of that. He won a bunch of international Emmys. Really? There's a okay. photo of me somewhere, probably on my Facebook, holding his Emmy because you got to hold it like for fun. Interesting. Um, this is before I ended up working for his company, like way, yeah, way okay. before. Yeah, so like I did a couple shows with him.
1: I'd love to have a chat to him. I I've Get him on the podcast.
0: I definitely can't. Um, <laughs> he's too big for that. <laughs> He won't what hire you, me. What
1: are you saying about our podcast, Tish? Are we not at the <laughs> caliber of someone who's won an Emmy.
0: No, this man <laughs> won't give me a job, okay? Okay. Um, give no, me a job, um, get on my podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got drunk with him at a rap party.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll sneak into the party. Didn't your go to ex- his house later, party. but
0: my friend did, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 We need to get you hired by this man, and then I'm going to crash the party, and I want to find out about Slide.
0: No, I'll just keep you inside a gauze. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) I need a
1: job, Shannon. What got you the job for? Okay, moving on. (laughs) What's your next movie?
0: Um, (laughs) uh, I watched, and this was sort of in um, research for my next kind of, which I'll get into in a minute, but I watched Shiver Baby um, from 2020 starring uh, Rachel Sennett, Danny DeFari and Fred Melamed and Molly Gordon. Um, And it was written and directed by Emma Seligman. And it's just this tiny little indie film um, at a Jewish funeral service, sorry, at a Jewish funeral service with her parents, a college student runs into a sugar daddy and ex girlfriend, and it's supposed to be a comedy. Have you seen?
1: I know a lot about Shiva Baby. Supposed it's been to be a, on my list, a to comedy, watch, but I haven't been able to watch it anywhere yet.
0: Uh, it's on SBS. SBS.
1: I just saw it the other day. Very much yeah.
0: is um, shot more as a almost thriller.
1: Yeah, well, so I feel like
0: the dread, tension that would be in
1: that that kind of situation where you're exactly it seeing your sugar daddy when you're with your parents at, a, at a funeral. Of, so, yeah. yeah, it would. Yeah, the the situations you could create in that yeah. would be so tension filled. It's
0: perfectly like a fishbowl type. Like yeah. she can't escape. Everywhere she turns, there's, there's just
1: something, something. Or someone, to and
0: <laughs> obviously because it they're, they're like very much Jewish. Yes, there's so many customs, and yeah. the, everyone's playing a part in this community that you know you've grown up with. So she's trying to please everyone, but also be herself as like a twenty something year yeah. old. Her ex girlfriend's there, who she's sort of friendly, not friendly with. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there. He's there with his wife and baby mm-hmm. it's it's a whole it's mess a whole, um, it's a
1: whole layered thing yeah
0: very good though yeah
1: i'm, very, I'm very good. going to watch this in my, um our break period because uh, i've been wanting to for a while but yeah it's just obviously yeah on it just SBS.
0: popped up and i was like oh i've got a i've to, been watch to watch this got for watch ages yeah yeah very good film mm-hmm. um i won't say too much about it because it is such a simple premise that
1: if you say anything if moral, you say anything it's, it's not worth watching, watching movie. yeah yeah yeah, there's a lot. It's like yeah, it's one room situation movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll, very
0: good. And it was like her first, um, like Emma's like first
1: film. Is did she do that before Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? She, She's in Bodies, Bodies. No, Bodies. no, this is the the director. director. Oh, sorry, sorry this my like her mistake. First, yeah, um, the actress is in Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, Bodies. I
0: think this was before that because this was 2020. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they were their friends. Her. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they went to college together or something.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I will check this out. My next film. Now, I said I was going to watch this to you, and you went, why on earth are you watching Geostorm from 2017? (laughs) And I didn't really have an answer besides I really, in this moment, want to watch Geostorm. (laughs) And then I had it on, and about halfway through the movie, I think Ben came home from doing something. And I turned to him, and I was like, Ben, there's a severe lack of Geostorms in this film. Uh, and I was bitterly disappointed. So this one is starring Gerard Butler, Alexandra, Mia Lara, Jim Sturgis, Abby Cornish, Ed Harris, Andy Garcia, Zazie Beetz, Robert Sheehan. And it was written by Dean Devlin and Paul Giot, directed by D Devlin, Dean Devlin. So he's written and directed it. Cool. Uh, He's done a bunch of like films that are similar to this, but probably not as well known. So the kind of disaster films. This one was a strange one. So after an unprecedented series of natural disasters threatened the planet, the world's leaders came together to create an intricate network of satellites to control the global climate and keep everyone safe. But now something has gone wrong. The system built to protect Earth is attacking it. And it becomes a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before the worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone along with it. Wow. Wow. What a film. What so a concept. F- for something that's a pretty simple concept, like a like it's a it's a mm-hmm. disaster movie about like climate st- stuff. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to this. There's a whole like network of satellites, obviously, and they built a space station that uh-huh. Controls it and that's what Gerard Butler can like made, but then he got fired on it, so it's set three years later when he's just sit like working out of a van in the middle of the desert and they have to get him back. There's a whole subplot about Ed Harris's character, who's one of the Secret Service guys, trying to hack into the sub the space station to try and create a geostorm and then he's creating geostorms in certain locations to kill like the president and then like the second in charge. So then he can then become president because they're out of the way and he's third in line or something. So they've got to try and work out this absolutely sinister subplot of like who's hacking into the mainframe before the actual huge geostorm happens so these little kind of like storms are happening around the world, and they're like, "Oh no, it's happening here!" But then, like the next thing, we've we've worked out, calculated it's gonna be in Florida, where the president is. Oh, we've got a time frame to kind of work it out before the president's killed. And then Ed Helms is like, "I am the one doing it," and it kind of explains his whole, you know, like a villain explains uh-huh. their whole reasoning behind it. Just as he's getting caught, it's a very, very cliche movie. This Geo Storm from twenty seventeen. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend this to anyone. It's I knew what I was getting into when I picked a Gerard Butler movie, though. Like, he,
0: What has he been in recently? Like, nothing. He's
1: like White House. What's the other one? Not White House Down, the other one. Olympus Has Fallen. fallen. Yep. Yeah, all those three. He hasn't done a great deal of other movies besides, like, kind of, like, silly, campy action films. So I knew what I was going into, but, I mean, when you call it Geostorm, I expected a lot more. Geostorms? Like, natural disasters to be yeah. in this. I was like, three. And I was like, I need at least five <laughs> in my natural disaster movies. More please. So yeah, a little bit disappointed. Even though one knew what I was getting into. So I probably don't recommend this to anyone.
0: Okay. Well that's disappointing. Sorry, Gerard Butler. Um, my next one was Bottoms twenty twenty three, starring again Rachel Sennett, AO Debris, Ruby Cruz, Havana Rose Leo, um, Kaya Goba. And it's directed by Emma Silgman and written by Emma and Rachel. So this was sort of like coming off the back of Shiver Baby. They did a new one. Uh, This is a very, very silly film. Um, PJ and Josie, two unpopular queer high school students, start a fight club to have sex with their cheerleaders before graduation.
2: Yeah, that sounds Um, wild.
0: (laughs) Kind of great. Like not a perfect film Mm. by all means, but perfect in a like, I want to watch a silly 2000s Mm Mm-hmm film
1: has that vibe to it very
0: much so where it's just like a little bit um jennifer's body meets like yeah, one be. of the other like just teen films where just just silly which you don't kind of get a lot of them anymore no, not because really it's hard anymore. to make them and still be like pc yeah in a way that i know exactly lands. what you mean um this one kind of pulls it off which okay. is basically just these two kids yep. they're like we want to <laughs> kiss someone and do some things before graduation Let's Set up basically. a situation where we can um and they sort of like trying to be tough in front of, yeah. like, these girls that they like. And then it's like, didn't you guys go to Juby? And it, they're like, what? And then they're, like, known – they sort of beat someone up, the sort of head jock by – like, they beat him up and not yeah. – like, everyone thinks they do. And so they come back, like, the next day to school and they've got all this, like, like clout. And they're like, what the what
1: the hell? It's
0: <laughs> so like, oh, what do we do with this? Like, And they're like, oh, maybe we, like, we shouldn't. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. And then they're like, what if we just start, like, a self-defense fight club situation? Yeah. And it just descends from there.
1: Even the name bottoms. Well, yeah, it's a bit on the nose, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Yeah, Fantastic. they have power, but no power. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Exactly right. It's
0: it's perfectly
1: done. Fits
0: yeah. like the comedy that they're going for. Yeah. Just a silly film. I went to the, the cinemas to see Just it Just for fun. Yeah, and I was That's
2: like,
0: if it, f- it fulfils it, its promise, kind of thing, and yeah. like they were saying that they felt very. Um, like lucky to get to make a stupid film because stupid films yeah. aren't getting made they aren't nearly everything, as much as it used to be.
1: Getting made is like either a franchise or it's gotta pretty much show how much it's gonna exactly make uh-huh. for the companies that are backing it. Or it's, it's like,
0: like the most artsy yeah, cinematic nothing's
1: just made for fun anymore.
0: And that's what this was. And I think it was fun for them because like Emma, like Io and like Rachel, they were all friends like yeah. in college. So they kind of were just making films with their friends yeah, exactly a bit of so fun with fun friends for them. yeah yeah um i liked it it took forever to get to australia like it's been, been out for a, while, for a
1: while like a good six months i think over in america yeah. it's been out for a while i mean
0: like avoiding spoilers like the Although well, i yeah. know how it ended so oh,
1: i know nothing about it so when i get to it i'll um, be ready for it
0: yeah if anyone's into a stupid film check it, it, it out great
1: cool yeah well i'll get into my next three in one go Um, So I watched the Despicable Me trilogy over the past day and a half, Uh, Despicable Me from 2010, Despicable Me 2 from 2013, and Despicable Me 3 from 2017. So these three films are starring Steve Carell, Miranda Cosgrove, uh, Dana Dana Gere, Elsa Fisher, Uh, Jason Segel's in the first one, Russell Brand's in the first two, Julie Andrews is in one and three, Will Arnett's in the first one, Kristen Wiig is in all three, and Pierre Coffin is in all three because he voices the Minions. I didn't know
0: Kristen Wiig was in these.
1: Yeah, uh, in the first one, Kristen Wiig plays the orphan, like the mother looking after them in the house, you know, Miss Hattie or whatever it is.
0: Oh my God, is it really? Kristen Wiig's
1: that, and then in the two and three, she plays Lucy, the love interest. Huh. So I she plays draw roles. There was so. a teacher
0: I went to uh, had in high school who was useless like a relief that was kind of reserved that to looked Ms. like Hattie. Hattie,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like that kind of like fifties style look to them. Yeah. Very kind of like rude lady. Oh, kind she of was style. horrible. Yeah. yeah, this lady
0: was horrible. Uh
1: these films I love the first one. So the first one is he's he's like a really bad he's like a villain. He's like cruel to his neighbour, and it's like imagine if your dog is dead kind of <laughs> That's thing. That's my favorite Great line. quote. Um, Not they're dead. And then all of a sudden these three orphan girls are trying to sell cookies to him at the front door. And he's like, no, like, go away. This is a voice recording at the start. (laughs) And he's like following up on a different villain who's stolen something of his that he wants back. And he sees that these girls are allowed into this villain's house because that villain's buying the cookies of him. So he works out a plan. So he adopts all three of these (laughs) girls to try and get them in to then get the thing but obviously in the course of the movie he actually gets really attached to these three orphan girls and actually like grows to like love them and see them as his own daughters so as he's like continuing on to try and do his villainous plot of the first film he's questioning where he kind of sits in the world as a villain because he's now looking after these three girls it's like the first one's really good so sweet very sweet very heartfelt and the minions are just enough as like a plot device mm-hmm. rather than in your face minion Annoyance, mm-hmm. which unfortunately the second and the third one really kind of doubled down on. Because after the first one, it's 2010, Minion Mania didn't really come out till like it didn't take off till after the first film. But then when they got to making the second film, oh you could God. tell how popular they were because they just shoved them in every kind of scene if they could
0: anywhere in the world you went, there minions. was a minion sticker, a minion toy, yeah. a minion. There's any, the minion any, Minions that. everywhere. Everyone and every woman over forty on the internet yeah. had minions <laughs> had had on the Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> every,
1: everyone was a minion. Even their Illumination logo at the start has Minions saying Illumination. Yeah. So even like the whole branding has Minions involved. It was everywhere. Um, So it was really annoying in the second film when they became a plot device in terms of being the actual villains, uh, like usage of the Minions. It became annoying. So the second one, so obviously everything's fine and dandy after the first one. He loves the kids and he becomes like a good guy in the end. He actually saves... The world, like he tries to steal the moon, he does, but then he kind of reverts back to being like a good guy because the other one tries to steal the moon off him and he puts the moon back where it was supposed to go. Anyway, all said and good in the first film. The second film, he's like obviously become a good guy in that sense. He's looking after three girls. So what what do you drive the character to do in a second film? Obviously, that's when you introduce a love interest. Like there's a deeper aspect to this character now. So he's working alongside the AVL, which is the Anti-Villain League. He gets asked to, like, help them out. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. and Lucy's, like, in charge of, like, helping him. So they be- they work together the whole film to try and undercover a plot of, like, who's stealing all these, like, weapons and that. And, like, he- the first thing he says, he's like, it's this guy. And they're like, no, there's not enough evidence. But in the end, it turns out it's the guy they think it is. So she's like, oh, I should have believed you. And they obviously get together and happy days. That's the end of the second film. So that's the whole aspect of growing his kind of – Growth as a character is, like, have a love interest because he already has the kids. Now, if we get to the third film, which is four years later, they actually did one of the Minion movies in between here. So Minions 1 came out in 2015. How
0: many Minions movies did they do? There's
1: two. The the second one only came out recently.
0: Okay, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. I was a teenager. My grandma loved it. We used to go to theatres. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think they worked out that Minion Mania was kind of coming down off that plateau by the third one because they're – there is a distinct like less amount of minions in the third one thank god because there's it's a lot. But the when they use and they are kind of done pretty well. Like there's this whole scene where they're kind of put in jail because they accidentally go into a movie set and of the set of like America's Got Talent equivalent and they do a song on there from like West Side Story. It's a whole thing.
0: I need to watch these films again. It's been a long long time.
1: So then they break out of jail. It's like a whole subplot. Um but this one obviously they've with Gru, the main character that Steve Carell plays, he's got the kids. He's now got the wife. They've married. What do you do now? Oh, he's got a long lost twin brother. And then he goes and sees him. It's basically in this, it's like called Freelandia, this, but it's basically Italy um where the brother lives he's got a lot of money and that's like he learns about his dad because he was only living with his mom who
0: was a nightmare wasn't yeah the mom she, mom's, Julie Andrews, yeah, it she so
1: plays it vintage. she's like your failure the whole but time that's to right, him, yeah, basically yeah. so the dad looked after the other brother and he used to be a super villain as well and maybe i never saw the third one yeah so he's teaching the brother how to be a proper villain but in the end he's actually kind of double crossing the brother because he's trying to it's are saying they're stealing something to be like the supervillain, but he's trying to steal the thing and give it back to the AVL, which is the anti-villain yeah. league. Because he's being fired at the start of the movie, so he wants to get back in the AVL.
0: I don't know if I've seen this
1: one. The third one, yeah, you should check it out. It's it's all right. It's not, in my opinion, they do. They're not. Nothing's as good as the first one. The first one with that original premise, the great heartfelt story of him growing to love these orphan girls. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. It's all fun animated movies. You not it's nothing deep. It's it is what it is. So I watched those three and that's, yeah, that's that.
0: So I watched a bunch actually this week. Um, my next one is Reservation Dogs. Uh, started in 2021, finished this year in 2023. So I watched the the final season, which I thought I'd seen, but then I realised it came out while I was overseas. So oh, I just, so just, never, got just, just never got to it. Yeah. Um, It's starring DeFaro Wunatai, Devery Jacobs, Paulina Alexis and Lane Factor. And it's a comedy series following the lives of four Native American teens growing up on a reservation in Eastern Oklahoma. Um, it was very much started with Taika Waititi and then a bunch of, um, like, like natives, which I don't know all their names because, like, a lot of them were involved in it. I love this show. It's sort of – it's one of those Shits Creek type, yeah, m- you know, middle of nowhere story about a bunch of just people yep. that all just live in a small community. And, like, the first season is so funny. It sort of gets – The last season was less funny than the others because it's tying up all of these characters' stories now and these kids, they're teenagers, but now a lot of them are like they're out of school. What are they doing next? So it's them and then also like their family members and where everyone goes sort of was where this last season came from. Um, But it's just great. It's it's very heavily based in like Native American culture, which is great to watch. Mm. If if A, you are Native or B, you're not like Australian like us, which we have... Pretty limited knowledge, just based on just geography, geography. Yeah. rather than ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny, just
1: yeah, I've well, I've heard about everyone
0: this one. in it. Kind of is perfectly like themselves of a yeah. character, um, and just the way that they all interact with each other at the start. The 14s, like they're like known as the Res Dogs, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just like stealing stuff yeah. and just causing mayhem. Fourteen-year-olds, but yeah. also like their best friend. And, like, some cousins had committed suicide. So oh they're damn. missing a member of, yeah. of their little gang. So as much as they're causing mayhem, they're also, like, deeply grieving yeah. the loss of their friend and what that does to the community. So and it's got layers. Yeah, very, yeah. very layered, this show, but not ever so heavy that you can't go on. Like, that's yeah. why it is a sort of a comedy, so that it can bring levity yeah. to really sort of dark situations. And it goes into a lot, this show. Like, yeah, it's right. stuff that, like, obviously, like, they're dealing with now things in the past um goes back to like when like a lot of their like elders were taken and mm. like put in oh god now i've lost the word but you know it happens everywhere colonization government yeah. like oh let's go to yep. a, like a school where you know you're abused because of colonization um yep. but also like very funny and then sort of taking the piss out of themselves in ways where they'll have like certain characters will see spirits but instead of often them all being, like, very serious and, like, oh, this is, like, the, you know, most well-regarded, you know, spirit from this tribe or that. It's just, like, oh, it's just some idiot spirit that is respected mm. but also, like, he's just an idiot and he just follows, like, bear one of the characters around and, like, says mostly annoying stuff but also it's a little bit of wisdom. So yeah. there's, like, a, a comical spin that can only sort of sounds be done like, by people.
1: Like big Mouth. Yeah, by people that are, like... <laughs> yeah
0: you know, in their culture taking the piss rather than an outsider look. But I love this show and I'm kind of glad that I finally finished it. It's a little bit bittersweet at times, but Mm. it's like kind of sweet to see these kids grow up and where it takes them and how they just deal with with everything. But also they're just idiots as well. (laughs) There's a a lot of the characters in it. It's sort of like everyone we're all idiots you know yeah in our own way but you sort of see that That's within you
1: gravitate to them you're like yeah i'd yeah. probably do the same yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like
0: even the adults it's like yeah. oh within their group of friends they're all just idiots the older generation yeah, they're all idiots. Yeah. yeah so there's a lot of that but it was a good. great show oh good am i still going
1: well I'm, I'm done
0: this is weird usually you keep going i know um, no
1: you've got a couple left so punch through them and uh then-
0: i watched a docuseries on binge so I yeah think it's, okay What's that, make it for Americans? I don't know, Hulu or something?
1: No, Binge is our uh, Foxtel.
0: Foxtel, which is their HBO. That's yes. it, we got that. Yes,
1: it is, yes. Um,
0: it's a three-part docuseries called Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God, which only just came
1: out. Um, yeah, I think you were telling me about this the other day yeah. at work. And um,
0: telling the story of Amy Carlson and the obscure religious group Love Has Won, which is led by her. Basically... The docuseries opens with them, you know, like the police coming in, rah rah, rah and SWAT. Mm-hmm. Well, not SWAT, but you know that kind of nonsense. And yeah. then it's like, oh, hang on, why are we in this house? Why is why is there a mummified corpse on the bed? That is, oh, strange. that's Mother God. Oh, and then it's like it sort of cuts from there and so like starts, and yeah, introducing. And stuff, yeah, and, and basically this this woman who was you know relatively stable growing up had a bit of trauma as you know. Everyone has. We all do.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But then she got into spiritualism and then sort of just ran away and yeah. she's like, I'm Mother God now. And then she got some followers. Yeah. They took a lot of hallucinations, like a well, they, lot. There, like there it is. There was not a moment I think when none of them were sober. Sober. Yeah. It was either you know alcohol, marijuana
1: substances of some kind. Yeah.
0: Like you know you name it, they're yeah. probably on it. Um. And slowly they gained followers and then they were very much like an online group as well. It was more commune than cult yeah. in that it was, like, less strictly organized, like, you know, Jonestown or whatever. But yeah. they all, like, would do stuff online. They have seminars. Like, you can find it all on YouTube yeah, probably yeah, still yeah. now. It's, yeah. um,
1: it's a real life thing. So, yeah.
0: And they would gain followers. But they also, like, it was very, like, business as well. Yeah, okay. So like, they would sell, like, spiritual stuff and this and that and whatever. And it just sort of follows that journey and what happens. And she eventually obviously dies. But just how she was still, like you know, mother God, and then mm. there'd be father someone, and she'd be love with someone, exactly. and he'd She's become the father. And
1: like, mummified as well. It's just it's all this, just like, right
0: cra- and she got so unwell yeah. by the end, but, like, wouldn't go to hospitals. No, Her cause skin turned blue because oh she was God. drinking um, colloidal silver, which is, like, <laughs> used before a lot of modern medicine. People say that it has health benefits. Doctors say it doesn't. It's probably somewhere in the middle, you know? Yeah. Just wild.
1: Yeah, okay. Worth watching. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just to well,
0: see the insanity of
1: These, this community. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just, but like none of them are like so insane that it's like, there's a lot wrong. It's just like, this is the path they chose. And yeah. They yeah. It's just different from normal people. Yeah. That's all. End up in a lot of hallucinogens, but a lot of them still believe it kind of thing. Like yeah,
1: yeah. It's still going. Not a lot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's dissolved because she's dead.
1: Yeah. But it feel like they would uh, still probably follow it. Though. Individually. Yeah. yeah it's yeah,
0: yeah. Very, very bizarre. Um, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah. I rewatched a couple of movies. Um, yeah. You sent me a link to The Intervention, which is a movie I couldn't find. I, did. So I watched did that. Did that work? It did. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah. And then I watched Happier Season again because
1: – Why not? It's I was that on that a clear yeah. train, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, why not why this not? week? Why not?
0: Why not right now? Um, But I think I talked about that recently. So that's kind of my – what yeah, I've yeah. been watching.
1: We've had a great week for watching stuff. Big it's week. crazy when you have more time for your own kind of interests.
0: Yeah, and I was like, also, I didn't read a book. Which well, that's what you said.
1: Yeah. You're like, um, oh, I'm not reading this week. You're like, hey, but there, I think there's I've, your time back.
0: <laughs> I may have read the happier season script.
1: Yeah, but does that count?
0: It's a couple it's hours.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not a book.
0: It's not a book. Yeah. That was either this week or end of last week, which yeah. is why I then watched
1: Happier Season again.
0: The film. I think yeah. we were talking about it. We and were I was talking like, about last week because it was Christmassy. Yeah. And I was like, well, this will do because it popped up on binge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alrighty, So that is what we've been watching. That is time to get into our last the year trivia and my god thank god i know <laughs> it's been, I know you guys love it but it is so rough out here it's very hard <laughs> it's so rough out here i'm gonna ask you the first question what 1982 movie directed by john carpenter and starring R- kurt russell is about a group of re- research scientists in antarctica being attacked by a shape-shifting alien the thing it is the thing i've not seen it have you not? No, oh my but god. I knew the John Carpenter. And then. So you, good.
0: Uh, who's in it? Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. And Kurt somehow Russell. I was like, I know this.
1: Kurt Russell. I've
0: been meaning to watch it. Just
1: Oh, the first one's so good. It has a lot of like practical horror effects still because it's an 80s film. So good. Like it sets the scene, the tone, everything that's in the Arctic. Well, the whole thing's about paranoia because um, what the shape shifting alien can do is actually mimic what someone looks like.
0: I'm gonna have to watch this. I will, I will. so it.
1: the whole the whole paranoia is like who they know there's an alien amongst one of them. And slowly by shortly they get paranoid, they start blaming everyone and yeah, obviously from that it's the horror element sticks in. It's like who is it? Who's the killer? That's, it's really cool. That's
0: really cool. I never knew what it was about. I mm. just knew like John to think. Yeah, yeah. Um all right. So in the sound of music, how many Von Trap children are there?
1: Oh, Jesus. You've seen it. I just a number. I know, but like it's been about six months. Is
0: it six? You're very close. It's seven, but- Which one did I forget? I don't know which one you're thinking three of.
1: Ki- three girls, three boys. Is there one extra?
0: No, there's three boys, four girls.
1: So I've forgotten a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's the oldest one. Liesl, there's Liesl. a little one. Um. Yeah, I don't Liesl know the name.
0: Frederick, Friedrich, Kurt, Marta, I'm seven, seven's too many children, in my oh. opinion. There like, was a lot of
1: children. That's like a small soccer team.
0: No, they had a lot. That's
1: like more than that's my indoor the whole soccer lot, team. Basically, that's is, a lot of. Kids. She's like
0: seven children. That's a lot. When like she's like you gotta
1: go. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta look, look after kids. these seven kids. So okay. you like
0: children? She goes. Yes, but seven.
1: Seven's a lot.
0: <laughs> look, we're running out of questions. You had to guess a number. The oh, that you was might good. Get it. I
1: just, I that was a good question because like obviously I've seen it. It's a pretty popular movie, but all I in my head, all I was seeing was. Three girls, three boys, and I don't know why. But when they're all lined up, you know well, the Well, there's one that's scene? missing
0: at the beginning, and then she comes out because she was reading the book. That might be why. And then she gets...
1: Yeah, she gets smacked around the head. All right, your next yep. question is, what first name did Han Solo and Leia Organa give their son before he changed it to Kylo Ren? I don't know. It is used as an alias of another major character in the original trilogy.
0: I'm not going to remember. You'll tell me I go.
1: It's uh, Ben. I was ben so Solo. Stupid. Remember in the Rise of Skywalker, he takes his name back when they're... Yeah, okay.
0: I've seen all of them once. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen... Also, I
0: hate his character, so I probably just blocked it.
1: I, don't, I appreciate it more the more I watch it again. The first time I was like, it's pretty poorly written. Um, I don't know if it's I like Adam Driver as an actor. I think he's actually really good so I don't know if it's I can see some comedy elements that he's really good at in it when it's not supposed to be there and maybe that's why yeah, I, I like know. it I don't know but anyway <laughs> Kylo Ren <laughs> or it's the fact that he did that undercover boss as Kylo Ren as well so I, I like that have you seen that no I'm gonna send it to you off air you will lose your mind <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> moving oh.
0: on <laughs> all you ready yep In The Emperor's New Groove, what animal does the main character, Cusco turn into?
1: It's a llama. Yeah. It's a llama. A
0: talking llama. (laughs) He's supposed to be dead.
1: (laughs) It's so good. I love that film. I only watched it about like two, three years ago for the first time. I didn't watch it when I was younger or when it came out. Weird
0: ones that like, I think I was at like, I don't know, someone's house and they had like Disney Channel and I watched it and just loved it. Didn't see it then for years after that. Yeah,
1: but. But. It's a good film. It's one of so my it's favorites. A lot of fun. It's one of Disney's greatest. Though. I think. They don't so. talk about the most. It's. Oh, cool.
0: I talk about it, endlessly. <laughs>
1: I need to watch it again. Soon.
0: I love Yzma. Yeah. Oh, so,
1: funny. so good.
0: So many good moments. Are they,
1: what's the is What's the name of the stupid? Crunk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so good. Okay, your Anyways. your last question for the year. I know. Yeah. Get ready. What actor? played roles as Agent Smith in the Matrix movies and Elrond of Rivendell in the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
0: I don't even know who Elrond is.
1: Oh, really? <laughs>
0: I've seen them barely once.
1: Okay. Next year, we're doing a Lord of the Rings one, as well as Austin Powers, so start watching them now.
0: You start finishing some shows we started watching.
1: Hey, I will. <laughs> I've got a year. Um, do you want the answer? Sure. If you're not sure. Sh- sure or you kind of do you want to guess no okay hugo weaving ah agent smith i don't know who that is the bad guy in the matrix seen it once oh you're (laughs) uncovering a lot of hurt right now lord of the rings and the matrix i've seen it once the first one or the others have you seen the others no just the first one one. okay the good one at least you've seen the first one yeah of
0: course i enjoyed it um, very much
1: yeah, he plays the the bad agent that in is, the first yeah. one. And Elrond. I yeah, was Ribbendale. trying to think, but it Hugo Weaving.
0: When you've barely seen either of them, yeah, very hard to remember anyone else. You, I'm
1: like I was like trying to think of like a clue for you. I'm like, oh, his I was gonna say like his daughter dies at the start of scream I would have known exactly who Yeah, meant. I know. Yeah. I was like basically, but that's not Forgot- the question. <laughs> now you
0: said it, I'm like, I vaguely remember a still of Hugo Weaving from Lord of the Rings, but yeah. I don't actually remember him in it. Like, at all. No? Okay. Um, Nor The Matrix.
1: Okay. Looks like we're going to be doing a bit of uh, re-watches. Because I'd happily re-watch those with you. I love
0: them. I know. I don't want to watch The Rings.
1: I've got the extended editions on 4K.
0: I know. I just, I've tried to love these and I can't.
1: What do you think it is? Don't know. Have you read them?
0: No. God, no. My no. grandma tried to read us The Hobbit mm. when we were kids and I was like, this is so boring. Like they didn't even get out of like sitting in his house having a party, tea oh, party, really? and I was like, "I'm, I can't." And then my sister went and read and loved it.
1: Yeah, I love the Hobbit. I've read. My sister loves read, Lord of the I've rings. Read, I've read Lord of the Rings. As I, well. read, read of the rings as I got
0: forced to watch them. Yeah, right. Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's just not and for, then I guess I was like, it's not for everyone. This is fine, but I'd much prefer to go sit and watch Harry Potter. Was my. That's how I felt. I, I like, know you. Fine. I know your love of Harry Potter. Yeah, of course, but I was just like. I don't think I'm a fantasy person, which is weird. No,
1: that's what I'm kind of getting. I think that's more a it. lot of my childhood yeah. was like
0: oh, Harry Potter, but then anything else, I was like, It's oh. like
1: different though. It's like,
0: yeah, I was like, don't make it's me It's like
1: fantasy, but it's it's weird because
0: I like that kind of it's stuff. It's
1: still in real life, like it's a real but like thing. Haven't
0: really. But I was talking. have been talking to my sister about it a lot because she's yeah. been reading a lot of fantasy books, and I'm like, I just get bored because so much of it, and like not the Lord of the Rings, so don't come after me. But so much of fantasy stuff is like oh, the world's interesting, so the story's boring. Like, they don't put yeah. effort into I, I developing it. It's just like, here's a world building. And I'm like, I don't care.
1: It's very, it's like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, it's... Aragon and those oh. kind of books. Aragon The talk dragons. To you. I'm
0: talking to you off air about this because okay. I will... You go
1: down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah that's a whole sister's separate thing. My favourite
0: thing. She tried to make me learn Elvish from more we kids. She'd be oh like, my God. what's the, what is this in Elvish? I'm like, I'm just trying to have a conversation <laughs> with you in the backyard. She'd be I'm like, trying to speak to you in English. Yeah, it was just... Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, your last question yeah. of the year
1: Alrighty Jesus
0: <laughs> Bob and Linda Belcher are characters in which TV show?
1: Can I get an era?
0: Like in the last 10 years?
1: Should I know this?
0: I, I thought it was relatively common I never watched much
1: but Have I seen it?
0: I don't know It's not one we've talked about much.
1: It's
0: very much in the zeitgeist.
1: I'm deep. I'm going deep. Bob and
0: Linda Belcher, characters in which TV show?
1: I know the question. Oh, okay. I didn't know (laughs) if you were listening. No, Bob and Linda. I'm just trying to think. Um, Why do I feel like it's a Nickelodeon show?
0: I can't confirm or deny that bit.
1: Fairly Odd Parents? No,
0: it's Bob's Burgers.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. So I'm not a huge fan of Bob's Burgers. So that's why I'm like really.
0: It just made me laugh because it. Bob and Linda Belcher. And then you went, should I know it? And I was like,
1: <laughs> Yes, Bob? <laughs> I haven't actually seen much of the show.
0: Nor have I. My cousin I, tried to make me watch it. But
1: I've watched a little bit and it, I it, nothing hooked me. Nothing hooked me in. I know some people absolutely love it. it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Nothing crazy got me into keep watching season to season to season, episode to episode. I don't, There's nothing there for me.
0: I was in uni when I watched a couple mm. episodes and like at that time I was either – deep into a shot like deep Mm. or I was just like oh I don't know like I'm too stressed to
1: like to take it in yeah Yeah.
0: so I don't know I don't know maybe I'll try it again for
1: me yeah it like obviously I grew up on the Simpsons and Futurama and stuff like that and I felt like this came later and it was just a copy of Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that came before and I'm like well why don't I just watch the original thing that I like that's fair so I'm not saying it's a bad show I know people love it it's just not Something I've ever been hooked in by. So, yeah. That's why I didn't know the names because well, I, I don't watch enough.
0: I didn't know if you would or wouldn't know it.
1: Um, I, no, great. Because I've seen the movie. It came out like two years ago. I've watched it. Weird. Don't remember it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It didn't really have much effect on me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not enough to watch the show. Exactly
1: right. <laughs> All right.
0: That is uh, trivia done for the year. Yay. Yay. I apologize for the rabbit hole. How are we an hour in already?
1: I know. We're not even there yet.
0: Good luck, guys. Strap in. The last one of the year.
1: That's what you're getting, a long-ass episode. News? Yep. News. Do you want me to start? If you want. I'll go first. Nominations for the Critics' Choice Awards have been announced. These nominations and winners often predict the trajectory of the Emmys. If you're looking for some new shows to check out during the holidays or want to get a jump on some uh, Emmy nominees, be sure to check out the list. Yep. So, obviously, we haven't got any kind of – Emmy kind of situations yet but given the way history has gone you're going to get a pretty good indicator of what's going to get nominated so if you kind of are into your award season this is when it's going to start.
0: Yeah it's kind of funnily enough all of this has kind of ended up at the same time as us wrapping up our year yeah. so it's very convenient this is for perfect. Us. Yeah. Um. But yeah check it out if you are interested. I like sort of seeing what's on the zeitgeist and then I go, oh, what did I miss this year? Quick, I'll catch up. Yeah. There's some good ones on there. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to go into it too much because some of them correlate to our list. And I was like, what's the point of listening?
1: Yeah. It's like best of 2023. It's like, well, yeah, most of these are probably going to get nominated for something. So we'll get Um, to our list later.
0: So that's that one. Mm. Uh, Another one, Umbrella Entertainment, which is an Australian um, distribution company, um, have launched an ad based streaming service. So this is free. And it offers world movies, a lot of Australian cinema and films and stuff that's exclusive to Broly, like 90s cult classic movie like Kids and stuff like that. So that's stuff that you can only sort of, well, previously could only buy in Australia. You couldn't stream it anywhere.
1: Yeah. Um, but now there's stuff that's, niche stuff that's now, really
0: yeah. niche on there. And that's one I've wanted to check out because apparently it's hectic. Have you ever seen it?
1: No, I've been wanting to see Kids. I've heard the yeah. exact same Yeah. And I've been
0: meaning to watch it for literally forever, but yeah. couldn't, couldn't find, find it. it. And I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Yeah, um, it's an investment for later. Um,
1: We've spoken about this. Yeah, so it's like,
0: whatever, I just won't buy it. But now it's on there, so I'm keen to watch it. And yeah. if you're interested, it's watchbroly.com.au, and that's Broly, B-R-O-L-L-I-E. I'm keen for that. Like, it's yeah. free service with a bunch of Australian stuff that's hard to find. It's,
1: it's just another up. streaming service. So I added it to my, you know... Um, mm-hmm you know, browser bar and I'm, I've had a look already. And I've already added stuff to yeah, list that I want to watch. And I'm, I'm keen to look, get into it. It's free. So it's free.
0: Start, you know, watching the stuff. So they yeah. keep putting stuff on these yeah, free the more services. more people that use
1: the service, they'll obviously. And it's
0: ad based, but like, who cares? We always watch stuff on TV.
1: It's the same thing. It's like what? A tw- 20 second ad every like third of the movie. Oh no. Uh-huh. Heavens forbid.
0: <laughs> Save <laughs> it, it 20 bucks
1: a month. Exactly right. Yeah. All right, last bit of the news is nominations for the Actor, that is the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards, 2024 have been announced. Some of our recent favourites have received noms including Talk To Me, The Royal Hotel, The Newsreader, In Our Blood, Deadlock and Scary Girl. If you want to check out more quality Aussie productions, we suggest taking a look at Actor nominations.
0: Yeah, so this is something that I've been doing for for the last 10 years or so. because they're usually on TV, yeah. So I just sit down and watch the actors, and then if there's yeah, stuff yeah. I haven't seen, You'll I go then back and watch. Yeah, or at yeah. least I have an idea of what we're making because, like, you know, I'm you're in, in, you're the in the it. industry, you're so in it.
1: Yeah.
0: I care. But it's been kind of cool to see some of the stuff. At the moment, like mm. some of these ones, like obviously, talk to me. We loved that. Yeah, like okay, um, mean
1: you saw Scary Girl. I saw The Royal Hotel. Yeah, well, like my, they're all- my
0: friends worked on In Our Blood. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my friends was doing the production design for that, and that's a studio that I've worked yeah. for. And I just such a great show, just set in Brisbane, but just well, I don't know if it's set in Brisbane, but shot in Brisbane. Yeah, just gorgeous. Um, and then like Scary Girl, like I'm I'm friends with a yeah, couple of people. That people. Make yeah, it, yeah, make yeah. it. And it's just, and that's up with some of the, like. Truly insane films. I think,
1: yeah.
0: if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was up against like a Marvel.
1: Like a Marvel real film?
0: Um, Yeah. So nominations for best visual effects or animation. Yeah. Um, so because sometimes Australian co work yeah, on do stuff. A lot so of stuff like that, yeah. So it's up against Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum I Am Groot, Season 2, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Wolf Jesus. Like Me, and Scary Girl.
1: Jesus. Okay. Yeah. To get numbed against some of those, that's huge.
0: And they've got like a bunch of other ones for other stuff. But that yeah. one I saw, and I was like, that's massive.
1: That's huge. Like
0: that's the quality yeah. from a, you know, two very small Brisbane-based studios. And
1: honestly, props to them because they are fantastic films that they're making. And
0: like, it's, Combat,
1: it's, War, Two was so good.
0: It's lovely to see like, the, like our industry get recognised against some of these like yeah. heavy hitters. Um. And yeah. Like I. If you just don't know what to watch, you want some quality Australian stuff. Have a look at this. The actors, yeah. Because they're the stuff that's more, I guess, worth watching in a similar caliber to some of your big American shows. Yeah. That you like.
1: Kind of like weeds out the stuff that's yeah, you're not, not sure at the quality on. of. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: But that's pretty much news for this year. It's been a lot of wrapping up now. Sa- that same we're getting- thing.
1: It's it's nomination season, award season, everyone's wrapping up for the year. We're coming into Christmas. Bob's your uncle. Everything's done and dusted. Season one. Let's go.
0: Crazy. So we're going to talk about sort of our top five films of the year and our top three TV shows. Yeah. Um, probably keep it relatively brief. but well,
1: we've talked about them, about what they are before in previous yeah. episodes. So I guess we'll just talk about why we probably put them in the list and where we put them and where we were watching them, I guess, and stuff like that. Um, we'll see where the kind of conversation goes. but We're going to not really explain what they're about too much. No, you've, you've kind probably of, heard of you've them. You've probably heard of them, know of them, probably seen most of them yourself anyway. Do we want to start on TV and go backwards? Okay. I think that's probably so that- the best. to Go one each and go from there. Yeah. Funnily enough, our first one, which is our third place TV, we have the same one.
0: Oh, I didn't really rank them in terms of Oh, well, let's best. just go that but way anyway. sure, we can yeah, do it anyway. Just
1: so, yeah, actually, they're mostly the same. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about top three. One yeah. of them is The Last of Us. Yeah. Last of Us from the start of the year. It was in January. I didn't realize it was January, so I quickly popped it in my list because I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, this is one that, again, just the landscape that we're in means that we just consume stuff at mm. insane rates. So you, it's, you know, the talk of the town and then suddenly we, f- we all forget.
1: Well, I knew – I just didn't realise it was this year. I thought it was the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, no, I know. no, no it was it was January. Yeah. I
0: got heavily into this after – I was like three eps behind.
1: That's right. And yeah. then I
0: like – I say binge them. I tried to stagger it before the fourth ep came out, like a day each.
1: Oh, the one. The, and just – The one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fell in love with this. Yeah. So quickly. Like I was immediately hooked. Mm. I was like, I think I cried the first three episodes.
1: It's so well done. The, the reason why I love it so much is obviously I love the game. I've played the game countless times and I know where it's going to head with part two. Um, probably one of the best stories you could ever write for a video game. So when I knew they'll make it into a HBO series, one, HBO does things pretty well. they got the budget. they, they got yeah. the budget, the quality um saw who they cast at first I was a bit unsure about Bella Ramsey obviously Pedro Pascal I was like yeah he looks exactly yeah. like Joel um but then when I started watching it you know first couple episodes I was like this is bang on exactly how I felt with the game version if not it's elevated it obviously because of the acting yeah nothing against the people who acted the game it's, no, but just, it's different it's different um because you obviously then play in between the parts mm-hmm. that are acted um yeah, it's spot on, well acted, and I thoroughly enjoy this story, no matter what form it's in.
0: Yeah, because I came at this from knowing a bunch about the game just from being around. Yeah. Um, but had never played it, so didn't know all of the ins and outs, and knew that it was huge. Everyone was talking about the show. I went, "Oh, I'm gonna get to it soon." Didn't have like binge or whatever. Yeah. And then my cousins like,
1: "Here's my login. Dear God, here's my login. I need <laughs> yeah. to talk
0: to you about this." And I, yeah, like I said, I watched it just fell in love with it from mm. the get-go and it just kept
1: growing like growing, and like getting deeper and emotionally as well. Yeah, but um, just like
0: had that same heightened feeling throughout or like it never dropped no. to the point where I was like, oh, this episode's a bit, uh, I don't the really whole, feel like tuning in next week. The whole thing. And just to do that from existing IP mm-hmm. and have fan service but also bring something new for people that like, had no idea, like me, like it just so good, and it's so deep with each of the characters. Like I remember, like the first episode, obviously Joel loses his daughter, yeah, and then that's heavy. And then like I think it's the second episode, the, um, his partner, his partner yeah. Tess dies, and mm-hmm. that oh my god, like the one of the most gorgeous and haunting deaths, yeah, to the kiss witness, of death, yeah, was just,
1: which I think was stunning. better than the game, because. Yeah. That doesn't happen in I've the I've seen whatever yeah. in The, the comparative, game. yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, I made my sister watch that scene. I was like, yeah. you've got to look at this, look at mm-hmm. it. It made me cry. She's like, what are you talking about? It's I was full like, on.
1: Because you understand what it's about. Yeah, yeah. She's
0: like, whatever. she didn't care. But I was like, no, but you have to understand. <laughs> this is like
1: and haunting me because it's so weird. I think it's where they see Bill and. It's Bill and, yeah. I was going to say Bill and Ted. Yeah, but I was I'm like, that's, that's right. Say Bill and Ted. Oh, well, uh, Frank. It's Bill and Frank. It's Bill and Frank. Yeah. And
0: that, like, obviously, everyone was talking about that being like the singular episodes of TV.
1: Ever made. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever made. Which is crazy,
0: but yeah, just such a solid show. Yeah, throughout
1: throughout the run.
0: And I, I like appreciate that it is something that yeah is for anyone who Yeah, you don't have to play the game. You don't it's have completely
1: to completely come into
0: it. And it stands on yeah. its own in yeah. such a well, just quality. Yeah, so I good.
1: I'm so keen for part two. Me
0: too. I know bits and pieces. You wouldn't tell me anything, but no, I was I don't like, want I'm going to Google it because like I've kind of heard about it anyway. And yet
1: again, by the time it comes out, you'll probably might have forgotten. Maybe. Like it's
0: fine.
2: <sighs>
1: yeah, it, you, it's, an it's an experience. I already know about anyway. it. Yeah. If I hadn't had, well, any, I'm going to know about it. I'm still going to like the show. Yeah, if right? I had no clue, yeah. like
0: prior, then I would stay away. But I'm like, I've yeah. seen bits. Like I was on the internet.
1: All I'll say is I played through that game and it's about, the second one's about 30 hours to complete the game, maybe 35 just to get through all of it. And then when I finished it and I did the epilogue and it's all said and done, I just sat there for like, I think up to like, I think it was like 20, 30 minutes in silence, just gathering my thoughts about everything that I just went through. Because the second one, if you thought the first one was a experience of a journey, this second part it's, it's, it's a roller coaster.
0: We were working together when part two came yeah. out. And I remember you talking about yeah. having just finished this playthrough. And I things.
1: had so many feelings. Um, and now that I've obviously gone, it's been a year or two since I played it, uh, just how good this is mm-hmm. um, to have that effect from a video game. It's insane. So I'm so looking forward to how they portray that on screen. I'm it's going to be so. Hoping
0: fun. that they just kind of finish it with two and just have like a limited, well, or two or three to finish the story. However many they need. Part two,
1: they've already said they're going to expand on for more than one season because it is it is a okay. big, it's a bigger beast. I just hope part, they kind yeah. of just so you have at least two seasons on what is part two. Okay,
0: well, I hope they just do it enough that's necessary for don't this keep going past
1: the game and then stop. Yeah, because like the Game of Thrones thing you might suffer from the fact that you don't have a blueprint.
0: I think they could just do a solid like three season limited. I think so too. And just keep it perfectly solid. nail
1: it. Yeah. I think they will. I honestly think they will because I know Neil Druckmann, who's the creator of the game, he's involved with this. So he's not going to be like, oh, keep going because there's no point. He's involved. So yeah, there's no real need to – um, so yeah, that's um, Last of Us. So I think we should move into if we're not going to be ranking them, we both have another one yeah. that's the same. It's just a different number. So the next one I think we should talk about is Poker Face. Yes, that we both have.
0: I Shannon has not quite finished. She's got two episodes. I have so two, I'm two just episodes left to go. Keep it reined in to not spoil.
1: There's a reason why I have it end. in here though, because it is such good quality though.
0: Yes yeah, even so though I haven't finished it, I have seen this in total maybe twice. Came out, I was, came
1: out in April. I was re-watching it yeah. as it was on
0: because it was week to week. and So you
1: watched them twice each week? Yeah, because I'm like – Because you miss bits.
0: I'm a major nerd, so I and will – And you love
1: Natasha Leone. What?
0: <laughs> separate. Um, <laughs> I will watch stuff sort of as – for fun, like as a fan, yeah. and then I will, like, study it. So then I'll re-watch it, like, with my, like, brain on. Yeah. Because I – yeah, it's just a way to cope with enjoying things and not enjoying it. Um, And then I also re-watched a couple episodes Um, on the plane – on multiple occasions. Uh did the rewatch the pilot.
1: The Orpheus syndrome.
0: Thirty thousand feet in the air. Yeah. And then the Orpheus Syndrome. Yeah. I don't know where I was going when I watched That's episode
1: because I just watched that one.
0: Yeah, it could have been truly anywhere in the world. <laughs> you could have been anywhere in the air. <laughs> no idea. You just
1: wanted to put it on. Um I like this because it is kind of um. Quote unquote monster of the week, like X Files does, of the week. which is like, yep. you know, your separate story every week has mm-hmm. like a completely different cast where she's chucked into that, like a fish out of water kind of situation. And for me, I think it's just premium TV because the way it sets it up, the way it's filmed, the story writing, the dialogue, it's just premium. And it's just up to a tier where I'm like, this is some really good quality.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is one done by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, she Natasha Lyonne was friends with his wife originally, Karina mm-hmm. Longworth, from like a podcast that they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they sort of knew each other. They sat down and they were talking about their love of like old school, like Columbo type. Yeah. And then he said, "Okay, well, I'm going to write something for us." Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "Okay, whatever." And then he made good on it. Um, in between yeah. doing Knives Out
1: and Glass Onion. And gla- yeah, well, yeah. The second one, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, they they made the show, and I think. What's so good about it is that it's not trying to be the most, you know, crazy no. out there idea. They just went, What is stuff we loved? And mm-hmm. that's like a solid crime of the week with like a zany, interesting, intriguing character yeah. that has like a through line throughout the series. What if we do this? Yeah. And they, they nailed it.
1: One thing I picked up on when I watched the car episode, mm-hmm. which is the racing one, which yeah. is number seven. I know you love Natasha Lyonne a, a lot. I didn't realise you have the same watch as her from that particular episode. Yes, I do. I uh, picked uh, up on that. Many of
0: them, yeah. Yeah. That was
2: separate. I know, I've but I, for she's forever.
1: doing this um, racing simulator because she's getting taught how to drive properly mm-hmm. and she puts her hands up on the wheel and she's got the exact same watch on you've got but on I told now. you, remember
0: when I sent you that photo when we did detectives at work, we had to dress up as like thing and I went, I can do this easy. It's in my wardrobe.
1: I didn't know. It was down to
0: the watch. Oh <laughs> my
1: God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, I did the thing from um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where I was like sitting on the couch and flicking. And I was like, the watch.
0: Weirdly cheap watches that keep popping up in a lot of stuff lately. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. Uh, But that's just an aside from how good this show is. Um, Yeah, it's just something simple, simple premise. There is an overarching story about her on the run from um, some mafia bosses in Las Vegas because she saw her friend. Die in the first episode, which is the first kind of episode's yeah, the mystery. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't kind of – oh, it gets solved, but she doesn't tie it up. If that's the overarching plot. It comes up in a couple episodes. I wouldn't say every single one. Um, so it does have you kind of a through kind of plot, but it's mostly just here's she's stuck in this place and she's made friends with a couple of people and there's a murder mystery.
0: And I love <laughs> sort of the sort of character quirk. Of like obviously she's a human lie detector, so she yeah. calls bullshit when she sees it. Yeah. But even just like she can't think of the words that she's trying to like. <laughs> she's like, you know, yeah, like, she's the,
1: like the the, the boxy beef. Like she's, just she's like um, has um bits. Russian doll.
0: Oh. Nadia.
1: She's like Nadia, but like dialed down by three. Mm-hmm. So she's still got mannerisms of Nadia. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um but she's still her own character and less
0: She's smaller. Yeah, she's
1: small yeah, exactly. Yeah. More grounded of a character. And I think like somewhat similar.
0: What I appreciated in in this, and I think someone I worked with was like, oh she's just doing her own stick again. But it's like, no, no like the character of Russian doll is based in like if you go real deep, mm. it's a character that sees things like glass half empty. She's yeah. very pessimistic. Yeah. Whereas this one is the opposite, complete opposite. opposite yeah. It's very much seeing the good in it. And I think you see certain moments especially like that episode where she's in the nursing home and she makes friends yeah. with the old ladies only to find out that they're,
1: they're the bad ones they're
0: actually not good people and you just see like her whole world just yeah crumble in front of her she
1: was so into these old ladies because they had these great lives yeah. when they were younger so she like celebrates them but then she realizes they're not they're good not good people, people and she, she kind of gets really bummed out by that
0: yeah just sort of just downtrodden by how depraved life can, be. can yeah. be, yeah. And also, if you stick around to the last episode, uh, cleared of all makes her.
1: I'm gonna have cameo. to watch the next two episodes. Yeah,
0: I won't spoil who, but yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's just a solid show, and it's up for quite a few yeah. critics' choices some and noms, stuff. Some
1: noms, yeah. Um,
0: keen to see where it goes. Keen for a second season too. Me too, because it's just easy fun. Yeah. But like deep enough that it's not like stupid.
1: Yeah, no it's 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 a it's a, look, it's a good light hearted crime of the week mystery. Um I will talk about my last one before you get into mm-hmm. your last one, because it is separate. Um my last one is Loki. Season two, obviously, because it's season two from this year, it can't be the whole thing. Um I love this. This is what MCU is missing as a whole. Um, because you've got one of the original celebrated characters um, you know, centralized in a TV show, and it's just done right. Whoever's making this particular show obviously gets it, gets what the MCU should be. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a really good mystery kind of like what's going on in the TVA if you know the story of the season 1. Um it's chaos, absolutely nothing's going right. They have to kind of contain all the timelines that they kind of branched off at the end of season 2 in what's called the space loom. It's like a loom, but it's like not big enough. Loom of time. Basically, let's just say that. Um it's like a physical thing that mm-hmm. holds all the timelines, but it's kind of like slow it's going to it basically explode which means all everyone's gonna die um so that's like the mystery of the season and they kind of have to get jonathan majors is one of his variants in to kind of help out they're worried about obviously they know about the kang situation in some of the timelines where he's really bad obviously look at quantum mania so they go back into like 1862 and get like a version of him from that and he's called Victor Timely and he's like old time era and he's got a suit on and stuff. And he's got like, he's really neurotic. So really he's like one of the good variants. And he kind of helps him out. It's just really entertaining. And it's kind of like sums up right at the end of the season why I loved it because sees Loki's entire story through. So he originally was like, you know, your, your villain, your instigator, mm-hmm. your, you know, god of mischief. pretty bad. God of mischief. And he's gone all the way at the end to basically saving everyone. He makes the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that the the sacred timelines still exist.
0: That's pretty cool to see yeah. a character's journey from uh, over 10 years, obviously. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, start out as a misunderstood, well, misunderstood, then a villain, then yeah. a, you know...
1: He's like a anti hero. Anti hero And then turns into really a full hero. Yeah. Like that. Quite literally. Yeah.
0: Lifetime of an arc rather yeah, it's than huge. like. Oh, you know, I learnt something. Like, you know, in no. the Valley of Life. Like he yeah. has a time to really. That's why I love Well, this a show. lot, I guess, because he's a demigod. Yeah. But is he? No. Yeah, he's
1: a demigod. He's the same as Thor.
0: That's right, but he's of the.
1: Yeah. Different. Whatever. Frost, like, it's Frost, been a long time. Frost, Frost giants. Dance? Yeah.
0: Well, I think it was like bifrost. I'm like, that's wrong.
1: Bifrost is the, yep, the yeah, the yep, bridge. bridge. Um, yeah, no, the the his arc is fantastic. I think that giving him his show, this particular TV show for himself, was a great way to progress his story to that point of full tilted hero. Yeah,
0: because I think he was like, if you put him in with traditional heroes, mm. like it would have fallen down. It would have felt very forced because yeah. obviously he was never like friends with them no. so you kind of needed to have his own journey separate, separate. yeah which on his own, like a personal journey yeah. rather than like what he means to everyone else yeah
1: no so i i thought it was fantastic for that so yeah loki
0: that sort of almost sells it for me i say Honestly, almost cause i'm seriously reluctant i at this point. would
1: literally not even question watching any of the other tv shows besides maybe miss marvel because she's really believable as the character of miss marvel and yeah, I mean, as an actress, she's pretty much like born to play that role. She's played nothing else and she knows the character in and out. That one's actually not too bad, but Loki is the only standout TV show for me.
0: Alrighty, so my last one for this year was Yellow Jacket Season mm. 2. Now, no, it is not strong in the same way as the first one is strong. It's very, almost different.
2: Yeah, very different. Um,
0: Tonally, bizarre choices in there. But I love this one. I loved what it did in the sense of like, I know we did a whole episode on it, so I'm not going to
1: Go into what happened.
0: Yeah, too much. But I just love where you incorporate a couple more uh, adult characters and you get to see women, particularly in this, when they're kids and then how the stuff that happened to them then is still affecting them as adults. Now, yeah. And how those relationships change, but also very similar. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious. And it's super dark. Soundtrack's amazing. Like, there's so much there's, uh, yeah. in it. And I think I just, yeah, really enjoyed it. Can't wait for a rewatch eventually before.
1: It's going to be a while for season three. So you've got to have a rewatch time um, frame.
0: I'm waiting just to buy it because, honestly, oh, yeah, Paramount's it hard. one.
1: it's adding to Netflix. Oh, I just got an update of what's coming. And Yellow Jacks, is, as of I think next week, is getting added to Netflix. Odd. In Australia.
0: Odd for distribution. I know. I'm not against it.
1: I know. I know you've got Netflix. Cool, great, so, excellent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think great show. Yeah. Knew what it was doing. Went outside the box a little bit this one. Yeah. Um, but just loved seeing the characters' journeys really. Yeah. Um, and the way that they handle that is impressive. Cool. Shannon's just like held up the thing so I can see it's got yellow jackets coming next week. Yep. Uh, chicken Run and everywhere,
1: all at once. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you should know.
0: Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. but yeah, just I, I've really enjoyed it without getting into it I,
1: heavy. So for me, I obviously watched season one straight into season two. So because you were like, "Hey, watch this now," and so I did, and <laughs> then it, t- season two was coming out as yeah. it went um yeah this season gets a lot more darker but it does expand on some of the characters that were in season one you obviously get the older characters from some of the season one so you go oh okay cool what are we expanding on here and this is the dark season it's during the winter it's during when they're making pretty brutal sacrifices yeah. and stuff um interested to see where season three goes based on that because they're gonna have to go through a summer again knowing full well what they did in the second season yeah. so i don't know what that gonna kind of look like they obviously don't have a cabin anymore so I don't know it's gonna get pretty dark as well I think even in the summer
0: I'm probably more excited even to see the adult timeline and what happens to like the ones that are like left left now because it it left off in such a really dark place for a lot of them um even the ones where it's like not so dark they made some bad choices that are gonna sort of Mm -hmm. their personal lives are gonna get a bit messy um without spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen it and still wants mm. to catch up because I'm not going to stop talking about this as it comes out. So no,
1: it's going to be I'm, – I'm very keen to see where it goes. But yeah,
0: that was my final
1: That's TV. That's our TV, yeah. kind of uh, best of 2023. So now we should get into our top five favourite films. Now, like you said, a good choice was probably not doing them numbered, so we'll talk about five because we've got a couple of uh, crossover ones. So if we're going to talk about one that we had both the same, I think we should start off with – Asteroid City,
0: yes, Wes Anderson um, as one
1: of our top five. Um, why did you love this one so much, Tish? I oh,
0: like I, I don't know. I love Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um, not like his films are always my favorite. Don't get me wrong. Like,
1: yeah, not like there's a couple way,
2: that I'm like, yeah maybe a miss. But
0: the <laughs> the weird, whimsy, tongue-in-cheek craziness that you get that grounded Same. in a decent yeah. story. Yeah. um, that's solid, and then. Surprisingly, like intellectually, like film me, yeah, yeah, quality picture, but also aliens.
1: Aliens is the big hook for and you, uh, yeah. weirdly
0: nostalgic for me. Um, and it was just hilarious. We, you've always liked to bring up how I laughed out loud very strangely in the middle you of the theater.
1: Millie barked. It was a weird, <laughs> like, I don't know what <laughs> happened. Okay.
0: Um, and it was a part
1: that wasn't like it the funniest was, either, <laughs> it, it was, was, was the just best part.
0: Pure. Um, we
1: had one of the best times going to see that film. Uh, at the theaters, and I think that's um, what
0: it is as well. Like it, where
1: we saw it, we and, had fun watching yeah. it together.
0: Yeah, and just had similar. We have similar humor, so yeah, we do. The bizarreness of it, we just like, yeah, just I, had so much fun with.
1: Yeah, we're we're used to seeing Wes Anderson films. We know exactly what we're getting to. So when we went and saw Asteroid City, we were like, okay, I'm on board. I'm ready. And it was was delightful.
0: It was what I wanted from it. Exactly. I got what I wanted from it. Perfectly
1: cast. Yeah. I know he uses a lot of the same cast, which is good because I think they understand what he wants as well at this point. And here's the thing, like
0: he's not paying them much comparatively to what they could get. No. Working with other people. So yeah, it yeah, is a I passion think, project
1: I, I think I've seen some of the behind the scenes of the Grand Budapest Hotel. And a lot of them, I think it was um, F. Abraham, whatever his name is, Murray, um, was like, oh, you want to be on a Wes Anderson film. It just seems like it's an amazing set to be on. Um, so a lot of them, if even if they're not the regulars, just want to be on it because it's a Wes Anderson film. You know, it seems like such a joyful time to be a part of that film, whichever one he makes.
0: Yeah, and that's... That's it. That's for great me. to have. I, <laughs> I, I desperately want to rewatch it. I've got
1: i bought it a so. copy
0: with like extras, and I'm yeah. like dying to watch them. But I was like, it's
1: yet time
0: finish this year out, and then go watch the fun things for you. Yeah, yeah. for the podcast. But yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so that's one of ours. I will talk about another one of mine, and we'll get back to you. Uh-huh. Um, so my last one on the list is John Wick Four. I love the John Wick series. I know they're not for everyone, but. I think at this point, the stylized violence, the use of music, uh, the use of lighting in particular during the action sequences, I haven't seen any other film in the action genre get even close to what John Wick is doing. And for me, that's a really, you know, a special experience, especially when it comes to this chapter four where it's kind of a lot of, a lot of plot lines are coming, coming together. It's kind of the last one of the John Wick movies. Like, you... Probably not going to see many other ones. There might be spin-offs, yes, but uh, it, this is the final one of the big thing that's been leading to for a while. Um, yeah, this time in particular, I think he goes to Tokyo in the middle there. And this is like a use of neon lighting in t- certain scenes and yeah, the choreography of the fights is just second to none. Um, it's like a three-hour film, John Wick 4, and not once was I like looking at my watch, going, well, wasn't going to get to the point no, it was, it hooked me the entire time. I was absolutely into it. There's a scene towards the end where he's got to get into a certain place by a certain time and it takes place in Paris and he's got to fight all these goons to get up this set of stairs. And you know, Paris have got pretty, at certain places, they've got huge stairs and he gets like, I'd say probably like 80% of the way up and then he, he, He's got to fight and then he like loses that fight then he gets kicked down the stairs and he's just like perpetually falling down the stairs. Oh. That happens twice. Or bugger. He <laughs> <It> gets <laughs> back up. Twice and he gets back up and he's pretty injured but he's fighting all these goons again. And yet again, it looks like it plays out like it's like a one shot but it's not. It's it's not a one shot but it's like, oh God, do you imagine filming this?
0: I can't wait to watch these films. I Have Have you
1: seen still any? Still not, no. Oh because my God, they're, they're really good.
0: You tell me that but then we also have a podcast where it's like, I'll watch this this week. So I know,
1: at least we've got a break of at least two months, maybe more. Um,
0: yeah, so I'm keen to at least watch a couple of them. The first one's get started. Yeah.
1: pretty grounded. There's one particular thing that gets John Wick to go out and go, okay, you've done something against me. I'm just going to take down your goons and you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a small little thing. So the first movie was made, it's like, this is probably only going to be one movie done and dusted John Wick movie. Yeah, of course. Um, because it became massively popular, the course of events of the first film create the second film. So whatever that happens yeah. at the end creates the second film, and because of that, the world starts to expand. It's yeah. like, Okay, these people aren't happy with what you've did in the first film. You've now have these X Y Z enemies, and because you've taken on them in the second film.
2: Yeah, it's become a a worldwide
1: event now. Just probably this one thing that happened in the first film, so it's crazy cool. I think in terms of like plot development, yeah, and that's why it's on the list. (laughs)
0: Uh, So one of mine um, is Past Lives, which I watched not very long ago, and I just thought it's one of these gorgeous films that you don't get that often. Mm. You get them like once every like 10 years or something. This very much You're feels so desperate
1: to watch this like a
0: lost in translation yep. type feeling that you sort of get from it, where it's not really like, like it's about something, but it's sort of, it isn't heavy handed in mm-hmm. the way it's like ABC plot kind of thing. It, it sort of makes you sit back and just think, but not in a like really heavy way, just in a, I don't know, everyone can apply it to a certain. Aspect of their own lives, yeah, I suppose, and yeah. you start thinking about that when you watch it. Um, it's just truly gorgeous. Um, I think it'll probably be up for. It's yeah, it's a already fair up for awards. a bunch
1: of like critics' top film of the year. Yeah,
0: and it there's like a reason for it. It's just it's gorgeous, and honestly, mm-hmm. like um, Celine Song did it, and she hasn't done a whole bunch prior to this, which is always surprising when sort of people almost out of the gate, yeah, just do it. But I can't talk about the film in terms of plot without yeah. making it all worth watching because it is one of those ones that, you it's know. A, yeah,
1: it gives a bit too much way. If I tell you the plot, there's the to is nothing the magic. Story. Yeah.
0: yeah, and just going on that journey.
1: That actress. Yeah. I love them. that actress. Um, I love Greta Yeah, she's fantastic. Obviously, she's, she's in Russian in Doll in life, as well. Um, she did a lot with what else is
0: she Amy in? Poehler, like yeah. sisters yeah. and – like she's been in a lot, you just don't Yeah, don't really recognize she's not, her not like prominent. This is recent. like her first
1: kind of like lead, I would say, role and she absolutely shines in
0: She's in um the morning show as well.
1: Oh I'm on seen Apple. That, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um but yeah, just past lives. If if you haven't seen it, once yeah, once this is available I, um, to watch, like on streaming.
1: Now I'm gonna sound super pretentious when I say this. So this has been released in physical media, all right? So it's on D V D and stuff. I collect Blu-rays or above. So I get either blue if a movie's on Blu-ray, I'll like only on Blu-ray or DVD, I'll get Blu-ray. If it's on 4K Blu-ray and DVD, I'll get the 4K version cuz it's this is the way I collect films. I'm not collecting DVDs anymore. I'm trying to have but this movie was only ever released physically on DVD, so I'm like I don't want to have just DVDs in my collection. I've got all the other stuff. Yep. Yeah. So I haven't bought this film, and I didn't obviously catch it at the cinemas because I just didn't have time when it was out. So I'm going to sound super pretentious and wanky. Is the reason why I haven't watched it or picked it up is because it's not on streaming service yet, and it's only on a DVD format.
0: Um, did I buy this? No,
1: I thought you said you did.
0: I don't remember if I bought it, but I'm planning on buying it at like end of the month anyway. Yeah, I was just trying not to spend all my money at once, but um. Yeah, I'll buy it and I'll just Boxing lend it to Boxing
1: Day sales. I'm sure there's a percentage off coming. I'm going to lend it to
0: you if I, once I
1: buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm so keen to watch it because it will be probably up for Best Picture. Yeah,
0: no, and I definitely like want to own it. I just thought you've only seen it recently. Yeah. Are you Are going to watch it again if you buy it now or in a month?
1: Exactly. I'll hold out. Probably not in the next couple of weeks. Um, all right, I'll get to my next one. Um, funnily enough, I've got Dungeons and Dragons, Honour Among Thieves in here. This was a delight to watch. For me. Yeah,
0: see, I wasn't able to pick, like, five. I've got four that yeah, I put, yeah, and then I just had one where I was like, I don't know.
1: I was going to allow you to have time for that fifth but one. But I was,
0: like, thinking about it. Yeah. And honestly, like, this was one that I would, like, maybe throw in there yeah. as well, yeah.
1: We could talk about it that way if you want. Yeah, We'll, we'll so yeah. You'll have a few contenders for the fifth one. But if we talk about Dungeons & Dragons, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Me too. I'm not a huge... Player of the game. I've played it a couple of times a number of years ago, and I was a pretty light player. Like I played a couple of nights here and there, and very sparse. Um, so, but the thing is with Dungeons and Dragons, you've got a couple, like a couple of the character classes, and you know races and that, and you can create a myriad of combinations of what your character and team can look like. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the same with this story. It's they're just like a bunch of ragtag group. ragtag group of individuals chucked together. On an adventure story and it's told in such a good way that it's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, because I one of my friends dragged me along to see this. Well she was just like, let's just go see a movie. Yeah, yeah, She's okay. very much like, whatever's on, we'll go we'll see. We'll go see, it. yeah. Um if it's, it's it like fun and easy. Britney? No, 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 okay. not Britney. Um <laughs> <laughs> Britney watches real film, though, my friend Lauren. Um <laughs> yeah, right. who probably will never listen to this podcast, and <laughs> that's okay. fine. Um Yeah, so we went to see it and then I was like, Oh Shannon, you'll you'll love this. This yeah, is yeah. like very, is very you. good. Yeah. <laughs> Um and I loved it and yeah. I had no expectations for it. I was like, Oh, it looks fine. Yeah. Like I didn't really know much. But yeah, I went in, watched it, and had so much fun. It was a solid
1: yeah, the- family
0: friendly action adventure. Yeah.
1: Casting's fantastic. Yeah. Very on point with who they're playing. Like they mm-hmm. um I watched I watched some of the special features when I got the four K version. And it showcased what they went through during the production and they all met up at the start before they started filming they, played it through, didn't they? they actually played their characters in a real version of D together i'm like this is great there was like bonding happening and stuff so when they got to the screen i was like they already had that kind of camaraderie between all the play like the players yep uh the actors and yeah i definitely felt that on screen i thought it was really well done it- chemistry was fantastic and it's just a really good story. I hope they follow it up with a second because I hey, I want more of it.
0: Yeah, this is one of those ones that like yeah. I would be happy for a sequel. Yeah, same because there's like, so much you
1: could tell.
0: There's potential just to tell another silly story where yeah. they yeah. maybe get some different players. Yeah, like in another terms
1: of, two characters might come in. Yeah, or some might playoff. go Yeah,
0: depending on you their – You can. You can yeah, have anyone really can be swap people it. in and out. And it, like they then would be interesting stories in the sense of like it is an original idea brought into a very – broad world
1: exactly um
0: and one doesn't have to you could watch them out of order yeah and not have so much a big deal maybe a backstory you might miss but like it's not contingent on like you have it's not like
1: a oh you like mcu where it's like oh you've got three tv shows and two movies to watch to see this new film
0: yeah um (laughs) i loved it i kind of said like my last spot i couldn't pick one that was like stand out amongst more but there was like a lot of ones that i'm like these were equally entertaining to me this
2: year.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a, just I had not, a few where I like, was like, I do couldn't I place it above it? the other. Like, you yeah. know, I didn't love, love it, but I like deeply enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. It's a very entertaining experience, this one. So we're going to, I guess, count that as a fifth one. While we're at it, do you want to have Chuck any more you had in contenders um, before we get to my.
0: Yeah. I think I was just looking at films that like I, in, I enjoyed. So, like, obviously, there was this one you're going to mention a bit later, which I'll, I'll get to. Yeah. um, And then just like ones like I went with you and we saw. um. Mission Impossible and I was like that was super enjoyable like there was just a lot of films like that this year that I watched and deeply enjoyed but Mm. they're not like oh I have to watch this a hundred times over which is kind of like sort of where some of my other ones were that I like deeply enjoyed but yeah I just couldn't find one that stood out Above the others, there's a few the ones that of were like, like solid, films enjoyable chunk of year. films. Yeah, yeah, because there were so many that we saw.
1: We had a great year at the cinema. Actually, just
0: not ones that like I loved. All right. and then I think of a movie like we saw, like um, Babylon.
1: Oh yeah, or like After Sun. Yeah.
0: Like there were ones that I watched this year that oh, I would have I put all about
1: After Sun. Well, I would have put in, years. but it was yeah, last year's,
0: technically yeah. not available to us in Australia. Like, yeah. So there were some that I would have put as like.
2: Oh yeah, like after seminal films, been there. Yeah. but
0: they didn't make the time cut. So yeah, it was like yeah. weird. So I just was like, oh, I'm just not going to put one.
1: No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it was hard for my because too, because like, not the same I, caliber. Yeah, I was like shortlist. How do I do it? Um, we're gonna get one that you're obviously going to talk about next. Um, where I was like, I know you're going to talk about it for for me in terms of. Experience. I'm going to put the other one. Um,
0: yeah, we'll should get into it. I, I had Barbie on my list. And um, I had Oppenheimer. So. Yeah, and it's like it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I need to rewatch it with a better headspace because I was so tired when we went to see um,
1: Oppenheimer. You still did well. It was such a opinion. slog.
0: Um, but like I deeply enjoyed it. I think it's one of the best films of this year. Yeah. Was it my personal favourite? Not see, in the same way. Anyway,
1: Barbie. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but was it the best thing to take away from me? Like it was a great experience. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it was hilarious, but yeah. Same yeah, thing.
0: yeah. Just so, But I think, yeah, for me it was Barbie. I had high hopes because it was Greta Gerwig and I love Greta Gerwig and obviously the whole cast was mm. insanely genius and like I'm fans of most of them anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'd never played with Barbies, never gave, couldn't, couldn't have cared. But no. then went to see this movie and – so weird. Like loved it more than I could have yeah. expected yeah, was- to love this film. Just thought if anyone else, and I think this is my thing that I love most about it is I don't know how Greta Gerwig managed to make a film about Barbie like she did. Yeah. Cause it's for people that don't like it. It's you people that liked like, it.
1: pitching this, right? Like, it, like it's so, it was
0: so solid in yeah. that. Like it was believable. It made yeah. sense. It, it did all these things and yeah. I don't know how she managed so to do that and also make it so in- enjoyable yeah. but deep and but, but have references well, to all of like these you? like major like Hollywood pictures of mm. like the 30s that I've like never even heard of that now I have to go and do like all this homework. Research.
2: like
0: Yeah, just that is what kind of made it for me. Plus it was enjoyable but just
1: – Yeah, for me –
0: I don't know how she did it and I don't think like anyone I'm, else could have done it and yeah. I think that's – Why when people go, oh, Barbie or Oppenheimer. For me, it was like Barbie. Because I could picture other people making Oppenheimer almost in a similar calibre in terms of tone and that kind of film. I'm like, someone else could have done a similar
1: job. Yeah, you're probably right on that. But
0: that's not saying that I don't think it was brilliant because that's that's not my
1: point at all. I put Oppenheimer in there because –
0: Cause you're a dude and it's like no, man. no, I'm kidding.
1: No. <laughs> it's 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 all about one man. It's one
0: for you and it's one for me. It's one man. Um,
1: it's one bomb. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I know it's for me. I what what experience did I have during the film and what it, did I take away from it? Uh, I was captivated the entire time, even though like the subject matter is so dense. Mm-hmm. Um, I was along for the ride the entire time, even though it's basically a lot of it is just. Hearings.
0: A lot of dialogue.
1: It's a lot of dialogue, a lot of hearings. Um, but I was so invested. I just I just thought it was so well made. And then when it gets to the middle part of the movie when the actual bomb is showcased off on the screen, some of the best filmmaking I've, oh, that think was, I've ever seen. Like yeah. <laughs> Chilling. Uh, I have the, no
0: words for how great that was. Yeah, that was and it, to see it in like the a cinema, cinema?
1: Perfect. You have to see amazing. that scene in the in a cinema. And yeah, I just thought the acting was just just Insane, insane, and I can't believe that it was snubbed for visual effects. Yeah, wild at, at the uh, I think Critics Choice Awards. It's not up for best visual effects. Quantum Mania is sure. Why not? That's showbiz baby. Uh, was it um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl too? What about it? It's basically it looks like that. Quantum Mania. Oh, I've not seen it. Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
0: Both. Um, no, I've seen bits of Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: Then you've seen Quantum Mania. <laughs> The backgrounds just look the same.
0: That's sad. It's a bit um, sad. I'm
1: really disappointed in that Ant-Man movie, just as an aside, because the first two for me are like some of my favorites in the MCU. I like obviously Paul Rudd. I like Evangeline Lilly from Lost. And oh, yeah. She's in Lost, there yeah. There you go. Um, but just solid characterization of those two. The first two were pretty good stories to go on, and I don't know, just as soon as they went into the quantum realm, I was like, oh, I don't care. It yeah. had nothing to do with, like, um, the villain. The stakes like, aren't as high in a sense. Well, they created a, a villain that should be, like, some of the, like, the hardest villain to take on. It was Kang as the villain in Quantum Mania.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know. And
1: I was like, you're creating this character as the villain of, like, three arcs of your great main MCU, but then you've got him versing Ant-Man in the Quantum Realm? What's going on? I don't know. It's a whole aside. Back to Oppenheimer, <laughs> phenomenal film. It that's is, why he's in my list.
0: It is one that I desperately do want to watch again Yeah. Um, in a better headspace to truly yeah, appreciate it. You were it. very tired when we I had, was so exhausted.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I think I finished like a week of work and then we watched it within like straight, about an hour.
1: Yeah, you went from work. I think we had some food and we went straight into the cinema. For like three hours. <laughs> and three hour film later. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, my last like one that's like yeah. solid was, which I talked about at the beginning of this episode, was Talk to Me. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it I should be in
1: this list. It's so good.
0: Such a solid film. Yeah. Um, and not often do they come out of Australia and, and do well. Yeah. Um, not that we don't have good films. It's just – They just, it just don't doesn't get doesn't the backing
1: sometimes or like the exposure that they need.
0: Yeah, and I just – this film perfectly captured what it was trying mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, and it just explores, like I said, like suburban. Like you just don't see that. Yeah. Um, the characters you don't always get to see – those kind of characters no. on screen, but also it's like a very honest portrayal of Australia and Australian teens. You don't see like...
1: Perfect portrayal of peer pressure. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And just solid. Yeah, it was really Ch- well it's done. chilling by every, the way. Everything,
1: every aspect of this nailed it. It was it was on point. It was exactly what it was supposed to do. And it told a really good original story.
0: Yeah. And yeah. that's hard to do in horror. Like, yeah. oh, the themes are very similar. Yeah, but... um, But just that's done why it in is such is so an enjoyable way.
1: It's because it's so fresh. Using elements that have been done before, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's, yeah, if you haven't seen it, see Talks to me. It's on Netflix now. Um, you'll thank yourself. In but my yeah, opinion. that's sort
2: of
0: what, like my last one. That's your I'm last like, one. You know, it's nice to put Australia on that. Yeah, because very rarely does that happen now for us. Uh,
1: my last one on the list is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse.
0: I've still not seen it.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. It's um. If you've seen the first one, uh-huh. obviously, it's like really. Really good in terms of storytelling, emotional weight, um, the animation style. It's that, but it's expanding. It's making the world bigger. Um, there's more issues to deal with. Uh, it's just a phenomenal piece of animation. I know
0: a lot about it, so I am. Yeah. It's one that I've been meaning to sit down and just. Just finish watching, like or yeah. we'll start watching to finish off the two. But
1: yeah, this is this is the caliber of what I think other animation studios need to be at because this is top tier stuff for me. Oh, it's gorgeous, absolutely and, gorgeous. Uh, and I love that the, it's Miles Morales is the lead Spider-Man in this. I think it's great. It's like we've done Peter Parker. We've seen like uh, probably like nine or ten live-action films. There are so Parker. many versions
0: of Peter Parker. Everything's Peter Parker I can't be bothered.
1: Glad that we've got a Miles Morales and it's doing well. Yeah.
0: I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. I don't no. care about Uncle Ben.
1: That's a canon Sorry. event. <laughs> You'll get that when you see the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's been done and dusted like plenty of times before the Peter Parker storyline and not to say they're bad or anything, but like it's, it's fresh. It's fresh <laughs> yeah. having a Miles Morales as the Spider Man. And his whole dealer with the prowler and that whole thing comes back up again in the second one. It's very good. It's very good. So that's why it's in my list because um, it it leaves me with more. It's one of those cliffhanger movies that we're getting a lot this year, like same with Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious Ten.
0: I tried to watch that this week and I couldn't find it on Binge anymore. Oh really? Deeply saddened me. I was gonna watch my dumb You're movies. actually gonna watch I, Fast I X? I went to look for it, and then they ended up just going, "Oh, Happy Season
1: I'll do. Let me see if it's on anything. Which else. is completely
0: separate, but um, completely
1: different films. I just
0: went, "Oh, I've seen that. I'll just watch this again." Yeah, yeah. Because I was so done trying to find
1: Fast X. Yeah. Um, I just thought,
0: well, you know, just we got to watch it. Yeah,
1: I want no. uh, uh, You still need to see it at some point. I, I loved, tried. I uh, really knowing tried. Knowing full well what the journey we've been on on Fast and Furious movies <laughs> together, I'd love to see you see Fast X. Uh, But yeah, as I was saying, like a lot of films this year have done like the part one, part twos Mm -hmm. again, like they used to do about 10 years ago with the end of book series movies, Um, but they're happening again. So Spider-Verse is ending on a cliffhanger. So I'm desperately needing more Spider-Man. And that really, really much wraps up our best of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um, so there are some suggestions. If you haven't seen some TV or films that we have watched this year and thought they were worth checking out, I think you should do it. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor and watch some over the Christmas break. Let us know if you do what your opinions are. We are definitely going to stay active on socials. Yeah, probably next probably
0: Instagram. Instagram.
1: Keep an eye on Instagram. Yeah. We are going to be running a competition. In the next week or two. So keep an eye on Instagram. You'll get all the details there of what we're going to be doing over the Christmas kind of competition. Um, yeah, and that's how you're going to keep in touch with us. We'll let everyone know when we're going to be coming back. There yep. will be ample time for you guys to know.
0: Um, We're going to try and keep you guys in the loop of what we're watching a little bit. Probably not weekly, but we'll yeah. keep you in the loop. Um, If there's stuff you're watching, let us know. Yeah. If there's stuff you want us to talk about next year, let us know so we can get a yeah. head start.
1: We're creating like a brainstorm session of some of the episodes now, but if you've got something you want us to watch, we can add it to the Brain Trust and see if we've got – time to watch some stuff early now.
0: Yeah, because we'd love to watch stuff that you guys want us to watch and then sort of have yeah. a conversation with you because you've been listening to us talk about stuff that we want to talk about. Yeah. We want to talk about stuff that you want us to talk about so we can talk to you about exactly all the stuff. And then, yeah, keep, keep S- going. Say crack again.
1: Crack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's it. Thank you guys yeah.
0: so much for this year. It's been insane. Um, yeah. Like I said at the beginning, we didn't think we'd get this far. No, no, no. You I guys mean, are stuck with us, so we're sticking with you guys now. Yeah. Uh, we're in it for – forever.
1: This is it <laughs> God now. help it's us. our lives. Um, no, I thoroughly um, enjoyed doing this, yeah, this year. Yeah, it's been
0: fun and thanks for, for sticking with us.
1: Yeah. We're going to do these chats anyway. We might as well record them and get someone else involved to listen.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. It's been a big year so thanks and next year's going to be heaps better now that we've kind of yeah. figured it out what we're doing and yeah, we're had some practice.
1: A few weeks there without the, ring, the, the, the intro <laughs> ringtone ch- uh, chime thing. Uh, we've got one now finally. Good. We've got the bigger little, and better things next jingle. year. Yeah.
0: And as always, again, thanks so much for listening. Yes. Um, if you're enjoying it, please give it a follow. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram at lists, or email us at BingeList and boxoffices at gmail.com. Thank you for the year. Thank you for listening to my spiel.
1: <laughs> yeah. And rant. Uh, and no. And uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Enjoy your Christmas, guys. And we'll catch you again next yeah. year. Yeah. Merry
2: Christmas. Have a good one, guys.